All right, let's get this healing party started. It's the Sacred Fire of Liberty edition of the Robert Scott Bell Show. Jonathan Ebor joins us in hour one, as always, and uh, we've got, oh, a lot to talk about. Uh, first up, though, I don't know if y'all have seen Rand Paul grilling Fauci over the years. Ooh, he took him to another level this time. Look out. We got that coming up. Uh, let's see. Soros prosecutors. What's that all about? Jonathan will explain. How do we remove them? Uh, the California Democrats, a lot of Democrats don't want to debate anybody. I wonder why. I wonder if they just can't. Uh, the, the funniest thing we've been hearing about is uh, Republican governors sending illegal immigrants up to Democrat states just to give them a taste of their own medicine. But we've got updates. Can you believe DeSantis sent some to Martha's Vineyard? Isn't that where the Obamas live? <laughs> also, somebody sent some to uh, Kamala Harris's house. <laughs> What's the in real inflation rate? And then also going back to basics, molecular hydrogen, why you want it, why you want to drink it like I do every day. Paul Baratero from Synergy Science is going to join us in hour two. Get ready. The healing party has begun. It is beginning right now. Super Don, go, go, go. The Robert Scott the Bell Robert Show. Scott Bell Show. You decry, and people decry vaccine hesitancy. It's coming from the gobbledygook that you give us. You're not paying attention right. to the science. The very basic science is that previous infection provides a level of immunity. If you ignore that in your studies, if you don't present that in your committees, you're not being truthful or honest with us. Um, Senator, if I might respond, I have never, ever denied fundamental immunology. In fact, I wrote the chapter in the textbook of medicine is it any on of the, fundamental any, any of the immunology. Any of the guidelines for vaccines? You know, do any of the guidelines for vaccines from the government include previous <laughs> infection as something to base your decision-making on with vaccines? Do uh, any of the guidelines involve previous infection? That's why you're ignoring previous right. infection, because it doesn't involve any of the guidelines. And furthermore... We've been asking you, and you refuse to answer, whether anybody on the vaccine committees gets royalties from the pharmaceutical companies. I asked you last time, and what was your response? We don't have to tell you. Right. We've demanded them through Freedom of Information Act, and what have you said? We're not going to tell you. But I tell you this, when we get in charge, we're going to change the rules, and you will have to divulge where you get your royalties from, from what companies, and if anybody on the committee has a conflict of interest, we're going to learn about it. Ooh. I promise you that. <laughs> you know, there are a lot of reasons to want to flip the House and the Senate, obviously, but that's one of the top 10 or top two to see Fauci uh, grilled like that and not get away with the hiding behind uh, the platitudes and the, the cognitive dissonance that he apparently shows, or maybe the sociopathic behavior where he says one thing and says the opposite and completely denies either. The guy is a, is a piece of work. Uh, I don't know why. He he kind of reminds me of that guy, George Soros, in a different way. But we'll get to that. Right now, let's start the Sacred Fire Liberty edition of the Robert Scott Bell Show with my good friend, constitutional attorney, FDA Dragon Slayer, Jonathan Emord. You know, Robert, Rand Paul is a truly great American. He is a person who is putting the Constitution, the rule of law, the truth above all of this political nonsense. He is shining a light on Fauci's true self so that we can see what a horrible betrayer of America Fauci is. And his promise 
made on the public record there, I'm talking about Rand Paul's promise, Mm -hmm. to put Fauci's feet to the fire for what he has done is profoundly important. Notice he's the only one publicly making that statement. He should, there should be every Republican in the Senate should be standing up, saluting that position and saying they're 100% behind him mm-hmm. and that if Republicans take control of the Senate, they are going to make Fauci account for everything he has done to America over the last several years and that he won't be able to escape it by resigning. Jonathan, what do you think of this rule apparently that exists in the Senate under the Democrat leadership that these guys like Fauci can hide their conflicts of interest, economic conflicts of interest? I I didn't even know that rule existed that, oh, yeah, he can just say, no, I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to reveal to you who's paying me. It's outrageous. Constitutionally, it it is problematic for, for sure, because the Congress of the United States controls the purse strings and has the inherent authority and duty to ensure accountability of taxpayer dollars. And when you have a situation where you've got a person in political, you know, in a political position like Fauci has, where he is receiving money that would potentially reveal a conflict of interest and making decisions on how to expend tax dollars that may reveal, you know, be driven by that conflict, the American people need to know that. Uh, Congress needs to know that so they can check the abuses of the administrative state. This is all part of the long history that I documented in my book of the rise of a socialist uh, bureaucratic state. A, the administrative state is largely lawless. It's no surprise to me mm-hmm. that it has that there are barriers in place that prevent the Uh, Congress from fulfilling its duty under the Constitution to expose the bureaucrats in their handling of statutory authority. And this is not uh, happening, and it must. So that'll be a number one priority, I'm sure, for Rand Paul in the next, uh, when the Republicans take control of the Senate. You've mentioned something like an emoluments clause, like related to a president. Like they have to kind of distance themselves from any conflicts of interest, economic things, because they're in this ultimate position here. Yet you got Fauci, who's been in that position for 30 plus, 40 years now, who's making more money than the president and yet has who knows how many deals that he is allowed to not reveal when it comes to the statements that he makes as obviously a major influencer, the highest paid physician or doctor in in the U.S. government. Uh, I, I, there's nothing like that for people at NIAID? Well, they reveal to Congress the overall amount of money received from royalties, but not specifically who receives it and how much. And that's just ridiculous. They passed this legislation years ago, very poorly uh, 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 contemplated here. They passed legislation that would allow uh, individuals like Fauci and the government to profit from uh, royalties received from uh, their inventions, their scientific research. And they, you know, didn't they contemplate at that time the presence of conflicts of interest? Apparently not. Hmm. So you have this situation where, uh, whether directly or indirectly, it is undoubtedly the case that 
Fauci has conflicts of interest and uh, those conflicts need to be exposed. So you saw him uh, essentially swallow his tongue when Rand Paul made clear that the, that the Congress would be getting after that information and that it, he's not going to let it uh, go. No. Uh, it, it, is, it is repulsive in the extreme. I mean, we know he betrayed this country in what he did with the, with the Wuhan lab and even before that with the, with the lab in uh, Beijing where he allowed this research to take place, fully aware that he was supplying the Chinese with the means to create a bioweapon, giving our uh, uh, dedicated an enemy who has an extensive biological weapons program, uh, the, the scientific and technical means to create a bioweapon to destroy the West. And uh, that was done by him, fully aware of the risks and he, he undertook those risks himself for the country. That is to say, he put all of us at risk uh, by his decision. And it's a bureaucrat making it. It's not even the Congress of the United States that had the opportunity to debate it. That's way too much power. And this man is way too evil mm -hmm. because he betrayed us. Yeah. And he is largely responsible for the deaths worldwide that have stemmed from this pandemic. Well, and it wouldn't have been as bad had he not been giving all this misinformation, disinformation that even now the CDC admits regarding the jab, like Rand Paul was nailing him down on the uh, natural immunity situation. Right. He's been on record going years before. Well, the best, uh, in, in, in fact, it will say immunization or vaccination is actually getting it and overcoming it. And he, but he disavowed that during the COVID, uh, uh, especially when they came out with the jabs. And so what his response has been arguably is as bad or maybe even worse than all of the gain of function stuff he, that was going on in China, because we could have stopped it with rational, logical thought and sound scientific and medical response, which among our medical brethren friends here, they knew what to do and would have succeeded right away. Instead, may a, a disaster made to a catastrophic proportions by a lot of what Fauci had. Well, complicitly, uh, let's say uh, hidden or promoted. Well, also, I mean, people tend to forget this bit of information. Some are not aware of it. But before Trump's inauguration, in a speech to Georgetown University Medical Center, Fauci said with confidence that there would be a pandemic during the Trump administration, fully aware that the cat was out of the bag already. He was aware of it. And yet he did not alert the Trump administration of the need to exercise extraordinary measures to prevent China from allowing this thing to go worldwide. Instead, he knew it was going to go worldwide and he didn't do anything to stop it. In fact, he continued the money going to the Wuhan lab. He continued the research, gain of function research at the Wuhan lab. He, he continued to serve our enemies who were then attacking the world with the, what they needed to persist in that. This man betrayed our yeah. country. He needs to be called to justice. This man needs to pay the price for what he has done. Mm -hmm. It is a logical consequence of his actions that hundreds of thousands, indeed over a million people have died from this pandemic in large measure because he enabled it to happen. Yeah. And I, I man, I look at he would probably deny that he said there would be a, a pandemic that he predicted it, even though it's on tape. I mean, that's the kind of sociopathic behavior that he exhibits. Yeah.
Now, let's hope one day when he's called to account, he's not called to account by a Soros prosecutor. Your latest at Town Hall, Jonathan E. Moore, your latest article says removing Soros prosecutors. Are we talking about the prosecutors that basically don't prosecute real crimes, theft and um, you know, in, injury to bodily, uh, you know, bodily harm scenarios. I mean, I realize, and you do too, that there are so many laws on the books at the federal level that everybody's a criminal at some time during the day. I'm not talking about these little petty things that really are just nonsense. I'm talking about the violations of the common law. You thieve, you steal, you hurt, you break things, you, you destroy property and you take lives. The Soros prosecutors apparently are the ones going, yeah, we'll look the other way on that. Am I getting this right? Absolutely. You've got George Soros dumping over $40 million nationwide into local races for, for district attorneys and Commonwealth attorneys, winning those in 50% of the jurisdictions where, and these are urban jurisdictions, affecting 72 million Americans' lives. And in those jurisdictions, uniformly, these Soros DAs and, and prosecutors are choosing not to prosecute crime to allow criminals a get out of jail free card to eliminate uh, uh, um, terms for uh, plea agreements that would require incarceration and from just not even bringing criminal charges against a whole host of people who are engaged in violent crime and robbery and arson and burglary. Uh, it, it is a situation that is really a fire that's raging all across urban America and is causing people who live in the suburbs and in these cities to suffer a huge uptick in crime, massive increase in the incidence of murder, robbery, rape, all of these violent crimes uh, and crimes, of course, with weapons being used. And ironically, here they're for taking away the weapons of the law abiding, but they are fully protecting the lawless and the criminal in their use of weapons against the rest of society. This is an intentional plan to take down the United States. It is an intentional plan to eliminate the legal barrier from law enforcement and prosecution to outright lawlessness by radical leftist revolutionaries. They want to destroy property. They want to destroy the governments. They want to replace it with a dictatorship. You got people like Soros, the open society king who doesn't believe in borders either, and who's funded defund the police movements nationwide as well as these prosecutors, sitting there hoping they're going to bring down the United States so that they can usher in a new authoritarian era where they sit and rule effectively directly or through proxies a global government. These are enemies of the United States. Soros is an enemy of the United States. He should be treated as such. He shouldn't be able to do this to ruin people's lives and, and take their property away by allowing a lawless situation across the United States. And it's just a, it's a total mess, Robert. And yeah. luckily there are those who are fighting against it though. And they set a great example, such as you know the Virginia Attorney General, Jason Mayoris introduced legislation where he could have members of the Attorney General's office replace these local uh, Soros uh, uh, prosecutors who refuse to prosecute or who I engage this, in- Hasn't DeSantis done that in Florida as well? Remove some? Yeah. And then yeah. you also see, uh, for example, in 
Loudoun County, Virginia, this this courageous Loudoun County Circuit Judge James Plowman is in it with Buddha Biberedge, who's the Commonwealth's attorney in Loudoun County. She's a Soros-backed attorney. Get this. She she was given about a million bucks by Soros. That represented over 87% of her campaign contribution receipts. Wow. Anyway, she has refused to prosecute in a number of instances. She's had very loose and liberal uh, plea deals. She's withheld information from judges related to the plea deals. She she Anyway, she's been rebuked in two instances by this judge who has ordered her off the case and has put independent prosecutors in, in her place. This is the kind of thing we've got to see happen. We need also to, to see these people impeached by state legislatures. Uh, and they should be because they're engaged in uh, the obstruction of justice. They're refusing to apply the law. They're refusing to enforce it. And that is their primary function. In fact, it's almost mm -hmm. their exclusive function. And they're refusing to perform it. They're violating their constitutional oaths of office. Yeah. And I, I point out, you know, in terms of uh, illegality or unlawful behavior, I like to go back to the common law to say, hey, there's a point where I think both Democrats and Republicans in theory should agree and liberals and conservatives should agree. When you hurt people, when you kill people, when you steal their stuff, when you break their stuff, these are basic concepts that go back to, you know, golden rule level stuff, biblical principles. And I don't I don't know. People don't even have to believe in the Bible to go, you know what? What's mine is mine. What's yours is yours. Let's let's kind of leave it at that. And uh, the government would be there to maybe uh, address those violations, for instance, in criminal law. And yet we have so many that in this case we've seen in these liberal enclave cities like San Francisco and L.A. and New York, where crimes are going on unabated and the police are just they, they even stop even trying to bring these criminals in because they find out these prosecutors don't prosecute, put them right back on the street and they go, well, what am I here for? What am I doing? And so I, I think I make that distinction to say, hey, I, I, we can we can argue about the number of laws that make people not law abiding citizens that are ridiculous. But we come back to the basics and say, hey, here's the point where we don't want to be harmed. We don't want our children harmed. We don't want our stuff taken. Let's agree that at least that as a policing function is something we go. Yeah, let's get behind that and prosecute that. I mean, it's a start anyway. <laughs> it's going back to basics. Well, we have to reestablish the rule of law. We have to establish law and order in these cities where lawlessness is running rampant and people are losing their lives and their property and children are being abused and murdered. Chicago is just a slaughterhouse. Look at uh, Chicago. Look at Philadelphia. Absolute slaughterhouse. New York. Crime all over the place in the subways, on the streets. Uh, absolute no control. And the same is true in Portland. The same is true in Los Angeles. The same is true even in other areas of the country that have not known this, such as Austin, Texas, where they the, these Soros-backed district attorneys are allowing crime to run rampant, as well as the liberal governments, the Democrat regimes that are in place, looking the other way and defunding the police rather than doing what we should do. We should be substantially increasing the amount of money that is allocated for police so that we can get full police forces. We need yeah. to have police uh, that are able to interdict these crimes, not just uh, be held at the sidelines, because a lot of these police are now subject to limitations on 
their their immunity from prosecution. So the criminals they would arrest could then sue them. Yeah, and saw that in Colorado. Huge disincentive, but that's the point. They want to eliminate law and order. They want chaos. That's what revolutions, that's what breeds revolution. That's what they expect. They want to overthrow local, state, and national governments. That's their aim. We have to be frank about this and recognize these people have a far left socialist agenda, even a Marxist agenda. And the way to achieve it, as is every Marxist revolution, is you destabilize fundamental institutions whether it is the family by you having all this rot in public schools and woke indoctrination to ruin children so they become uh, broken adults or, or eliminating law enforcement or making it impossible for people to coexist because you in, incite race violence and other kinds of uh, a hatred of, of one person against another. That's what we're talking about. That's what they're trying to do. We have to be smart about it. We have to realize that they're trying to make us into a society in revolution. Mm. And we need to stand against it as one American unified body against the destruction of liberty and, and our republic and free enterprise upon which yeah. all depends. The foundation of society, uh, you know, you destroy that, the family unit, for instance. We've talked about that over the years. And, uh, you know, beyond that, as you point out, allowing people to wantonly kill, violently, you know, uh, engage in, in behaviors that, you know, a normal civil society would go, you know, we don't tolerate that around here. And now we see those enclaves where it's happened. You know, at the risk of offending a lot of people or some people, uh, you know, it's like when a dog does something bad, like poop in the house, you rub their nose in it so they never forget. The question is, how do we uh, do that to these prosecutors? Or is it the lawlessness at a federal level of uh, not uh, protecting our borders? Do we send uh, illegal immigrants to Kamala Harris's house and to the Obama's place in Martha's Vineyard? Apparently, uh, the governors of certain states are getting wise and going, you know what? You let them in. Now you deal with them. And they're shipping them over to various places. we got a number of stories on that. I I'd like to laugh because it is kind of funny, that kind of justice scenario. But Man, what does it take for them to learn it? Are they dumb as dogs? Yes, they are. But one of the points here that is being uh, uh, sent home to these people is that it's no longer what is good for thee, but not for me. If you want to have a, a city be overrun by illegal immigrants, by sex trafficking, drug trafficking, fentanyl in entry into this country, and you're allowing total destruction of all the border states, as literally thousands and thousands of people each day enter illegally and then race through these communities, engaging in all sorts of criminal activity and destruction, wanton ruination, uh, because a criminal element is not being stopped because there's no interdiction of entry into this country. We know terrorists, 50 to 100 a month, coming into this country through the southern border. We know that the composition of those coming through the southern border is from all over the world, not just from the southern regions of um, South America. So what we end up with is this lawlessness that they're allowing to happen month after month after month all across the southern border. So it is just appropriate, fair, and the right thing to do to ship these people that they're allowing to come in up to the locations where these people who are allowing it to happen mm -hmm. reside. These people have bragged about how they want 
open borders. They bragged about how they have sanctuary cities. Well, live by your word. If you want all these people who are coming in unchecked, including all of the murderers, the gang members, MS-13, uh, 18th Street gang members, as many as met, as well as others, and all the fentanyl and all of the uh, sex trafficking and drug trafficking. You, you want to allow that to happen to this country? Well, let's see what you think when all of it comes into your county, into your neighborhood, into Joe Biden's house in Delaware, into the vice president's house in Washington, D.C., uh, into uh, uh, Obama's enclave up mm -hmm. there at Martha's Vineyard. Let's see. If you're for this, live by it. Well, if you no. In favor of this open border policy, then open your doors and let this happen to you and see what you think about it. Let's see how receptive they are in New York City. Apparently, officials there are claiming that, well, these migrants didn't really want to come to New York City like everybody did. <laughs> so they're actually now, we'll send you to other states. Where do you want to go? We're not even, hey, how about sending you back to red states? We want to send you back to Florida. Send you. Uh, this is what's happening in New York, where they're receiving these illegal immigrants, and you know the one, the ones that are all for the open borders and everybody coming in. Suddenly, when they're on, in their own backyard, they're like, "Oh no, uh, we're going to send you elsewhere." So well, we so know the hypocrisy much, is deep. So much for their claim that they're a sanctuary city. They when when no one was actually coming in in large numbers, uh, they could afford to say, "Oh, we're a sanctuary city. We welcome immigrants from all over." Then when they're asked to prove their word that they will welcome people from all over without regard to their backgrounds, they start balking. Why? Because their towns and cities, even though the numbers are minuscule compared to the numbers going through Texas, Florida, Arizona, and California, they nonetheless say, oh my goodness, you sent 12 people here. Oh my goodness, there's 150 people here. Oh my goodness, there are 5,000 people here. Well. Compare that to thousands and thousands coming in to your community every single month. Mm -hmm. These people are hypocrites. They're repulsive. They do not believe in this country. They're willing to destroy other jurisdictions. Look, if, if, if the same position that they're now taking about not allowing illegal entry into their cities and their communities was... Get, you gave the benefit of the doubt to those in the in the uh, in Arizona and in Florida and in New Mexico and in in California, Arizona. Then there would be no illegal entry into this country, right? But the position that they're taking is hypocritical. They are saying, "Let them come through your neighborhoods. Let them come through and destroy your towns and cities." But when it comes to our town and city, oh no, we don't want them. We don't want them here. Jonathan, it's amazing because all these governors are doing are sending them to places, as you pointed out, that are bragging that they're sanctuary cities or sanctuary states like Massachusetts, New York and California. And so shouldn't they welcome them with open arms? As I said, this is, this is what we're here for. Don't send anybody out. All right. Here that here they are. And you find out how much they really don't mean what they say when it comes to not in my backyard, that kind of concept. They all right. We, go ahead. The, they want the votes. They, they're, they, they're operating on this false assumption. It's a racist assumption that if you get people in from outside the country and you give them all these benefits, give them a cell phone, give them welfare, give them access to all sorts of public goods uh, and burden the, the living daylights out of the city so they have to pay for welfare. I mean, we're talking about $80 billion a year in new expenditures being forced on the federal government to care for 
these people who are illegally here. All right. They think that that largesse will cause these people to vote Democrat in perpetuity. What they're really going to understand, however, is that if you flee your country, which is a country that you have experienced socialism in and communism, you don't want to have that happen again. So when they get in here, they're going to find out that a very significant percentage of those that they count on illegally voting mm -hmm. for Democrats are actually going to vote for Republicans. Yeah. Well, the transition is on. We're in the midst of it. Another aspect of the destruction of the family unit is the largesse or the growth, if you will, of government and the use of graduated income tax, which is a key plank of the Communist Manifesto. You grow government so large that no longer could you have one one parent stay home. Typically back in the day, it was the mom to care for the kids and raise them and then uh, instill those values onto the next generation. And they made it impossible for many to have a single flow of income. One person working outside the home. Now you've got moms and dads and often working multiple jobs. And it's primarily, I believe, due to the growth of government, the cost of government, and people are working hard half the year to pay the cost of government before they actually see a penny that they can use to care for their own families. Yeah. And you look at the other tax, which is inflation. I mean, mm -hmm. inflation generated by this massive government spending over $5 trillion poured into the American economy in one year, a top already fixed government expenditures to the tune of over $4 trillion more. And then all of the other government expenditures, which are largely undocumented expenditures. So what do you have? You have an inflationary environment, and that inflation is taking over 3.8% of, of Americans' income. It's effectively reducing their ability to spend money to the tune of thousands and thousands of dollars a year. They're, they're, they're experiencing a reduction in their uh, uh, lifestyle and their standard of living. And that will persist year after year as the inflation tax hits them. And the inflation tax is not alone because affirmative taxes in the form of the, of the, the in quote, misnamed inflation reduction act, which are going to be imposed on all Americans through 87,000 new IRS agents. This is going to squeeze the living daylights out of the middle class. And I think this is a recipe for the self-destruction of the Democrat party for sure. But I'm so sorry to have to say that this agony that Americans are, are experiencing, not only the increase in crime, but also the increase in uh, the loss of income and the inflationary bite that will get larger and larger each month, that is gonna persist for a while because what they have done is so reckless, so ruinous, that it has severely damaged the economy. And it'll take a lot of effort, immediate effort, to reverse it and provide people with relief. And it mm -hmm. will take time because they're doing so much damage. All right. Jonathan, I want to take a moment to share some good news. The opportunities we have to get together, not to commiserate, you know, in misery, but to really uh, share inspiring visions of our future rooted in the deep passions and, and knowledge and historical examples of how to establish liberty and how to maintain it and protect it in this country. And, you know, inspiring those around the world who really do want to live free. And it isn't with the largest 
government on the planet. It's about reducing the size and role and scope of government in our lives. And this is part and parcel to the history of the dawning of America, starting with the Declaration of Independence and then establishing the Articles of Confederation and then resetting with a constitution that is often not followed. It's discarded. And if you bring it up, uh, you're called, uh, well, you're called names, even domestic terrorists. Well, you know, the Constitution says this should limit government here. Oh, yeah, really? You're a domestic terrorist. Well, we're going to get together and show you how the people who are true patriots, who believe in liberty, come together, strategize, learn from history, learn from our successes and failures to move forward and do better. Uh, one of the upcoming events is coming up next week. And I hope that you'll join us. Minneapolis-St. Paul Airport, basically at one of the Hiltons right outside the airport uh, in St. Paul, Minnesota. The 2022 United States Health Freedom Congress. This is the 13th time we're doing this. Jonathan has been in attendance. And, and these are really to acknowledge those who have done great work in the past, but also to learn from those things and strategize as to how we can establish a, a more free future. And of course, without health freedom, there can be no freedom. Think about that. Bodily autonomy. You thought you had it. And suddenly they say, we own you. You have to get a jab or you lose your job or your freedom to travel on and on it goes. We've witnessed that. So we've got a lot of work to do, but we've got good people that have done great work coming together to teach one another, learn from one another and inspire one another. Uh, after that event, I'll be heading to Orlando, Florida. Actually, on the 4th and the 5th, I'll be speaking public events, 7 o'clock. We don't have this in the upcoming events tab yet, but I'm just letting you know if you're in the Orlando metro area, Chamberlain's and Lake Mary, the 4th of October, I'll be speaking a live event, local, 7 p.m. Eastern time. The 5th, I'll be speaking at the Chamberlain's on East Colonial in Orlando, and that's a public event, a free event, 7 o'clock. Then we head to the Wellness Parenting Revolution Health and Freedom Summit and Expo, and there'll be a lot of our good friends that will be there with me at that event. And that's the 6th, 7th, 8th, and 9th of October. And then Jonathan E. Moore joins me and a whole bunch of our friends at the Health Freedom Expo. And Jonathan, have you already prepped your uh, your talk for that one? I know it's going to be sensational. It's all up here, Robert. I know it is. I mean, you could do it right now if I said, here, go. <laughs> but, folks, right. you got to attend. That, uh, that's an extraordinary thing, the Health Freedom Expo. And this year... Um, one of the real uh, major hitters in health freedom, one of the greatest legal fighters and congressional movers and shakers for individual liberty, health freedom, freedom of choice uh, in the health marketplace. Former Congressman Dan Burton is going to be there and he's going to I think uh, he's, he has such a tremendous way of expressing himself. People feel really comfortable in his presence. Mm -hmm. And he is a, a, a beacon of light uh, in, in favor of freedom and freedom of choice. So that people who have, I mean, he's, he's saved hundreds and hundreds of people. Uh, he ensured that people who were denied access by the government to treatments that were working for them to fight so-called incurable diseases Mm -hmm. were allowed to continue to receive those things. He fought against vaccination uh, and freedom of choice so people didn't have to be vaccinated. He has done more to fight and enhance health freedom in government than any other figure. So this is a man who is a great one, and it'll be very wonderful for people to hear from him and for him to answer their questions. So what a great opportunity. Congressman Dan Burton will be at the Health Freedom Expo uh, and everybody ought to come and see him. I mean, this is a man who deserves all of our thanks and mm -hmm. praise for what he did. He spent his whole career fighting for health freedom. He was in Congress for uh, over 30 years. Yeah. And fought yeah. 
ruthlessly against tremendous attacks from the pharmaceutical industry, from the FDA. Uh, he was instrumental in, in forcing out of office David Kessler, mm. the commissioner of the oh. FDA. Yeah. He, he put him under a microscope and examined all of what he had done and then gave him the opportunity to leave rather than be. I, I, I wish he was still here to grill Fauci the way he got, got Kessler. Revealed. He, would have, he yeah. would have been right there. I mean, he's so great. I I've known yeah. him for many years. I just think the world of him. I can't wait to see Dan Burton at the health freedom expo. You know, these are the, what we call almost the living legends, but they're real people. They're kind hearted. They, they are really committed and they're dedicating their, they've dedicated their life to this. And he was doing it at a time when very few people percentage wise knew about the threats to health freedom that most people know today because of what we went through with COVID mandates, jabs, masks, and all of that. And suddenly everybody realized, oh my gosh, you mean the government can own and control us? Thinks they own it? Yes. And he knew that just as I, and you know that, and he's been fighting it for so long and it's, it's going to be an amazing thing to be able to meet him in person. So folks, another reason to come to the health freedom expo, Trinity health freedom expo.com Trinity health freedom expo.com. The, the following week I'll be in Pittsburgh at the uh, health hut. They're having a big health freedom event. I'll be speaking at that as well with uh, Dr. Jack James Lyons, Weiler, PhD, who's really a man of integrity in science and called out a lot of the garbage that Fauci has foisted on us all as well. And so there's some good people coming together. I hope that you can attend one or all of these events and uh, really impacting again, not only your personal experience and journey here in this lifetime, but impacting many others that you maybe have not met yet. You'll find that they're friends and brothers and sisters in arms on this journey to restore really the freedom that was left to us by our founders. And they warned us many times that if we ever go to sleep on this, there will be others, not just from foreign sources, but domestically that would rise up and surreptitiously, sometimes overtly steal that freedom from us. And we have given it away and it's time to reclaim it. Yeah, I think it was Lincoln who said something to the effect that uh, we are the author and finisher of our, our freedoms, that if we don't, uh, that, that if, if we are to lose them, that it will be because of our own actions. And that's the, that's the point. Look, we don't, have to, we don't have to go down this road. And in fact, we're in a majority. Those of us who believe in this country, who love freedom, who want this country to prosper, believe that this country should be a, the greatest nation on earth, and be a beacon of freedom for the world. We we can fight for that and achieve it. We're in a majority. These people who are running the show here are in an extreme minority, and yet they're they're so they have the platform of the media, the big tech, and they're able to communicate to you daily a barrage of propaganda that enables you to think that gee they're in control. They're they 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 have the our lives in the palms of their hands. That's not true. Uh, the majority is in favor of free enterprise, a country that is a republic, and individual rights, including mm -hmm. parent rights. A majority of us do not want our children indoctrinated in the public schools. A majority of us do not want the military, a woke military, indoctrinated to be so. We want the strongest military in the world. We want the strongest economy. We want to have upward mobility and success and opportunity. And we can have all of that. It isn't that hard. All we'd have to do is stop the massive government spending, cut taxes on individuals and corporations, uh, give economic incentives for companies to return home by reducing their taxes to do so, bring back manufacturing to this country, 
grow the economy, reduce uh, gas prices by reestablishing economic uh, independence, energy independence for uh we have plenty of resources here. We don't need to export our, our ability to. Yeah. It's all within our hands to be the most prosperous nation, the most upwardly mobile, the most opportunity ridden nation in the world. And we can do that. It's all possible. We've done it. It can be done again. And it just requires changes that give sovereignty back to the people and take away control from the government. The genius of America has always been the individual, free initiative, private action. It's never been a planned economy by the government. And the idea, you know, Reagan rightfully said, government isn't the solution to our problems. Government is the problem. Indeed, it is today. It was even Bill Clinton who said the era of big government is over. What a joke that is now. Big government is the rage in Washington. Mm -hmm. They want to run your lives, but that's the road to ruin. They cannot tell you what tomorrow your demand will be. They cannot tell you what a good life is for you. You know what your good life is. They can't replace their uh, unified dream for America with your individual dream. And right now they have no dream at all. All they're trying to do is destroy the economy to replace it with a socialist economy, destroy the republic so they can have a dictatorship, an authoritarian government. We can't let that happen. And we don't have to uh, let it happen. All we have to do is vote them out. And all we have to do is put people in there who are constitutionalists, who will defend the limits on power in the constitution and who, who will revitalize the economy by having free enterprise and will protect everyone's rights, ensuring equal protection of the law, not unequal protection, not protection for a politically preferred group instead of for all of us. If the law is to apply to, to Donald Trump, it must apply to Hillary Clinton, it must apply to Joe Biden, it must apply to Hunter Biden. We can't have a law that exists only for one person and not for another. It has to be fair. We have to change the CIA. We have to change the FBI. We have to remove these political appointees and others who have engaged in these witch hunts based on partisan political ends. It ha we have to restore blind justice, restore equal justice. And we can do this. We can do this. It yeah. just requires us to act. I'm That's not going to, uh, let's say, take on the belief that somehow it's fait accompli, it's a done deal, they've won. No, they only win when we stop, you know, fighting for that which is ours by virtue of our very existence, our freedom. And there are other aspects, you know, beyond the voting issues we've talked about over the years here. How about no longer complying with unconstitutional mandates and prohibitions? How about the states under the 10th Amendment? pushing back on the feds when they do things that are not authorized via the constitution and having more folks on a local level as well to acknowledge that whether they're elected or otherwise uh, to push back because sometimes when the things don't work out with the voting system, right. To get in that federal situation because of the corruption, there are things that we can do at the locals of local levels, understanding federalism to make it impossible for even a corrupt federal government to foist or to destroy what is left of Liberty here in the States. 
And that's, again, another aspect and a beauty of our system of governance and that we had 50 independent states or have them. And the question is, will the governors of those states push back? Will the people that elected the governors and or those state legislatures or senates or other uh, houses of uh, uh, parliaments, whatever they're calling them in the states you're in, I just want you to know that the battle is not lost, even though we don't have someone in the presidency that can be considered to even be hardly alive. There are so many other ways that we can push back and that we are pushing back. But one of those things is, again, like Rosa Parks did, do not comply. Don't go to the back of the bus or if the bus is so toxic and polluted, don't even get on it and uh, realize that they rely on us so much for participation and for our willingness to comply with their edicts that that is their success. When we don't comply, then they cannot succeed. So that's just another aspect of the message. I want to make sure everybody's uh, strengthened in, in a sense. The resolve is beyond just one. There's not just one way to go about it. It's a little bit of everything. And we have not lost. And the silent majority has to become vocal. We can save our country. Speak up. You don't have to live in a nation that is impoverished by inflation. You don't have to live in a country where criminals run rampant and the law abiding are constantly victimized and can't receive justice in the courts. You don't have to live in a country where the borders are open and fentanyl pours in and kills generations of youth and you don't have to live in a country where you have no uh, ability to ensure that your country is adequately defended in the military. We don't have to live like that. The, the, the result, those things have happened not because of forces beyond our control. Those things have happened because of evil people ruling this country in ways that are self-destructive. That's why these things are happening. It's not because of some global phenomenon. They would use a crisis. They use the quote unquote crisis of the pandemic. They've used the false crisis of uh, climate change as a justification for ever more power for them, ever more wealth for them, and ever more impoverishment for you, and ever more rights violations of you. And we need to be the free people we were born to be. We were born with unalienable rights to life, liberty, and property. They came from God, not from government. We need to appreciate that fundamentally and realize that we don't have to, as Robert is saying, we don't have to give up our rights mm -hmm. just because a brute tyrant in government insists upon it. We are the majority and will remain free so long as we are willing to fight for our rights. Yeah. But we have to fight for those rights. We, we can't, can't cower in fear, Jonathan. And a lot of people have been afraid of the government. And I think, as we know, who was it? A Jefferson? Was it a Jefferson quote? You know, when when the government fears people, there's liberty. When the when the people fear the government, there is tyranny. I mean, that's a real real life scenario that we're witnessing right now. Yes, and Jefferson said, and and uh, we need to talk at some point, Robert, about the maligning of the reputation of Thomas Jefferson so richly oh, yeah. served. But Jefferson was a genius, and Jefferson was a brilliant, one of the greatest uh, 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 philosophers of freedom, one of the greatest oracles of liberty the world has ever known. And he gave us a simple recipe for what he called good government. And he said, a wise and frugal government 
shall restrain men from injuring one another, shall leave them otherwise free to regulate their pursuits of industry and improvement, and shall not take from the mouth of labor the bread it has earned. The solution to, fr to ensure freedom lies not in government, but in liberating individuals to pursue their own self-interest. And as they do so, they will benefit the world. This is the history of capitalism. This is the history of freedom. And the two go hand in glove, freedom and progress. The two go hand in glove. You take away freedom, progress becomes stilted at best, benefits those in power and harms those who are otherwise out of power which is the overwhelming majority. We don't have to have a country of authoritarian dictators and all the rest of us serving as slaves. We can have a country of free people. We have known that freedom. We've watched it for over 200 years. The crucible of liberty was 1776. It's not this absurd notion that the Jamestown colony in 1619 is the origin of, the, of this nation. Rubbish, our constitution came out of the rhetoric and the philosophy, enlightenment philosophy adopted in the revolution. That's what the revolution was for. We abandoned British control. Jamestown was under British control. Jamestown was an example of the brutish existence that happens when you have a slave society. But get this, the 20 blacks who arrived in Jamestown on East, in Easter of 1619, were a one-off event for the Jamestown colony. Before that, four months before that, 100 white slaves came to Jamestown. And after that, for years on end, white indentured servants who were treated like slaves came into the Jamestown colony. So it is a, it is a false racist argument that the institution that existed in 1619 in Jamestown is the definition of America. The definition of America came out of the revolution. It was not perfectly achieved as a result of the revolution and even as a result of the constitution. It took years and years later to expand freedom, to include women, the franchise to include women, to include blacks, to include people regardless of race. That is true. What is not true is that the philosophy of liberty was tied to a race. In the second paragraph, the Declaration of Independence, if you study the history, you will see that when Thomas Jefferson wrote that all men are created equal, he meant humankind. And that is very apparent when you look at a paragraph that was uh, deleted by Georgia and South Carolina that he wrote at the same time, the in 168 word paragraph in which he condemned the institution of slavery and condemned the denial of rights, of unalienable rights to African-Americans enslaved in this country. So you see, and actually everyone enslaved, including the whites who were enslaved, not true that there were only blacks enslaved. Yes, by the time of the Civil War, there were four million blacks enslaved, and they represent the overwhelming majority in a racial category. But there were also tens of thousands of white slaves. And in fact, there were black slaves who were manumitted who acquired slaves themselves 
For example, the largest slave owner in Louisiana in 1860 was Antoine Dubuclet, and he was a black, uh, former black slave, manumitted, and he owned over 200 black slaves, and he was one of the wealthiest, if not the wealthiest plantation owner in Louisiana by the time of the Civil War. So this, this, this perverse uh, recreation and distortion of the actual historical record is what's known as propaganda. And that's what our kids are being taught in school, unfortunately. And that's what is largely in currency among people who understand something, but not enough, of the origins of our country. Yeah, and the sad irony of all that propaganda is it's driving uh, the next generations to demand to be enslaved. In other words, to reinstate slavery across all racial lines, of course, in the meantime, trying to pretend that there was only one race that was enslaving another race. And again, throughout the history and even contemporary history, that's not been the case, not true. Uh, so I appreciate very much your uh, little uh, journey back into some of these historical realities that very few people know about, have learned about. But the point is, when I mean uh, reinstituting slavery, they're not going to pass a law that says we officially reinstitute slavery in those words. They will establish full on collectivism in the form of socialism and communism, which is a slavery to the state. Everybody, regardless of all of these other divisions and they're playing people and not everybody's fallen for it. Granted, but there's a lot of folks that are being raised in public school government indoctrination centers all the way up to university levels. That's why I'm not a fan of university level uh, so-called teaching because it's more indoctrination by Marxist professors with very rare exception today. So I say moms and dads, be very cautious about what you expose your children to and what you try to fund, much less get loans for and have them indebted to, uh, you know, things that they could never repay because they come out with no job anyway. And then you see the, the forgiveness, if you will, of loans for certain people, but not others. Uh, Jonathan, we got a few more minutes to go here. Um, I've got so much that I want to talk to you about every time we're together. Uh, but I want to once again acknowledge your website, emord.com. Of course, your book. If, if many of our longtime listeners already have this, or probably multiple copies of The Authoritarians uh, by Jonathan Emord. It's, I think this is a, a book that every kid, particularly in high school or even middle, middle school, when they could start getting the intellectual capacity to know about history, will begin to understand how we got here. Because if you're just born into this, you have no earthly idea, especially the way they teach or indoctrinate kids in school. There, Even when I was in school, Jonathan, I'm a, I'm a product of public education. I hated history in school because they just taught about dates, times, and places, facts about what happened. But there was no connection, no causal connection to anything. So I was left going, well, that's an interesting event. Why did that happen? No answer. No real answer. And of course, that that dividing from cause to effect means that we're going to be manipulated and controlled because there's no reason in our own minds that anything happens so they can tell us whatever they want. And your book, of course, brings cause and effect back into play. And we must do that. These are basic principles, whether they be in physics or spirituality and law, that there's a connection between these events. And when we learn about how and why they occur, then we can make decisions based on knowingness, knowledge of history, that we don't have to make the same stupid mistakes again. And yet there are people that are purposefully trying to dumb us down so that we don't know history, so that we make the mistakes they prod us into making for their benefit to own and control us. And once again, enslave us. So this is why we must do this show each and every week together. In addition to all the other hours I do on health freedom, 
here alone or with guests. And uh, again, Jonathan, the journey is so worthwhile. Yeah, we might complain about some things that are problematic, but we're not leaving you with those complaints. We're giving you some roadmaps out of this mess. And Jonathan, you've been doing it for years as well. Yes, and I think for many people who watch the show, uh, the information that you impart, that I impart, is information that they can get nowhere else. The sad reality is that uh, the major mainstream media is dominated by one political uh, propaganda message in favor of this authoritarianism that's running rampant and against freedom of speech, against the dissent. Uh, and we're speaking on behalf of the philosophy of the founding fathers of this country. We're speaking on behalf of this brilliant concept that arose out of the Enlightenment, perhaps best articulated by John Locke and then by the American founding fathers, which, which was that the most important thing that God has given us is our freedom, our free agency, our freedom to choose, and that it is the duty of government to be instituted for the purpose of protecting that liberty. And then when government transgresses it, it is the right of the people to rebel against that government and reestablish a government that is based on the fundamentals, again, of protection of individual liberty. And that has been a burden as well as a great joy because we have to fight generation after generation to keep it. That was the message at the founding. The founding fathers, George Washington, referred to it as the sacred fire of liberty, which would, would, which should never be extinguished, but always burn so that we as a people will forever be driven by a desire as they had in 1776 when they fought for the revolution to ensure the freedom of a people, the people of America. And that whole movement has been threatened and has been opposed from the very start of its rise in America. In fact, it was so unusual, this freedom movement in America, that it couldn't be replicated anywhere else. Numerous attempts were made. In the French Revolution, it turned into a bloodbath of authoritarianism again. And uh, it, it was tried, and the Marquis de Lafayette just struggled vigorously to try to lead the French Revolution to not be a revolution of people who would then succumb to dictatorship or a, a absolute monarchy and failed and miserably and failed. And there was great promise that that might happen. And elsewhere in Europe, the stirrings of independence to replicate the great achievement of America happened. And it also failed all across Europe. Only here did it take root. And it is so precious that we now are experiencing what it's like when you take those freedoms away. We have to understand mm -hmm. that once, you're past, once you go past the Rubicon on this, once authoritarianism takes root and is not capable of being rooted out, you will suffer immeasurably. So let's not go there. Let's protect our freedom. Let's rise now to protect it by voting and by ensuring that we take all legal steps, using the courts, suing in instances where our rights are violated, use the opportunity to interact with members of Congress, with 
people who are running for elective office with at the state level and at the national level to make your thoughts known. Go to those those uh, town hall meetings. Go to your school board meetings. Make clear your objections to this wokeism that's pervasive mm-hmm. that is ruining our kids. Yeah, and further nullify that which uh, is in violation of your fundamental rights to life, liberty, and property. And Jonathan will keep rekindling and and fl- and stoking those fires, those sacred fires of liberty with you, my friend. And uh, as long as there's breath, there's life, there's hope, and there is freedom. And I'm glad to be on this journey with you. You bet, Robert. My pleasure as well. All right. That's Jonathan E. Mort, another amazing edition of the Sacred Fire of Liberty here on the Robert Scott Bell Show. Uh, we're going to continue going back to basics. How about the first element on the periodic table of elements? Hydrogen. Plan to be joined by my good friend, Paul Baratero from Synergy Science. We'll talk about the basics. Why do I drink hydrogen water every day? That's my starting point. We'll get there and a whole lot more coming up after the break because the power to heal is yours. Scott Bell Show. All right, back at it for Health, Freedom, and Healing Liberty. The Robert Scott Bell Show is on two hours a day, six days a week, and then some. And you can uh, basically text my initials, RSB, to 22828 and be part of the fantastic Super Don RSB Show newsletter with all kinds of interesting questions of the day, poll questions of the day that we learn a lot and they're fun. Sometimes they're silly, but uh, engaging in uh, critical thinking skills, asking questions that make you, hmm, I wonder what, I wonder if. And that's coming up as well. We'll reveal that. Also, a, a quick shout out to our friends at Orange Guard, orangeguard.com. You don't have to poison the water hole. You don't have to poison your kitchen or your little garden. Or as Super Don has a huge farm. See, we're, we're envisioning for Super Don, a big old farm, not just a little garden. Uh, but Orange Guard is delimiting from the pest, uh, basically from the orange peel. This is God's natural pesticide. And we use the delimiting. You can use it, a cleaning agent. I mean, it makes the house smell good, but to stop the little ants, the pesky bugs, the roaches and things safely, it won't harm your dogs, cats, or kids. And here you go. Take a picture. When you get that orange guard, you can get it from your local Ace Hardware store and a Whole Foods. You can ask at Whole Foods or go direct orangeguard.com. Send in that picture like these folks did. And we're going to be doing some giveaways on that as well. All right, Super D, any announcements before we bring in uh, our, our good buddy, Paul, and uh, his naturopathic self? You got to announce that too. That's kind of cool. There you are. The doctor, the good doctor yes. will be with us shortly. Yes. Yes. The doctor is the doctor in. The doctor is in. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. Uh, let's see. Announcements. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll do the poll of the day uh, later on in the hour okay. uh, from the newsletter this morning. Yeah. Uh, make sure that you do go over to the website in the upper right hand corner and get uh, registered for the free super healthy lung summit. Summit mm-hmm. is it coming up in October? Yeah, lots of upcoming events. They're really good. Robert. Uh, Robert will be uh, a part of that. I'll be helping you breathe. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. And you know what? Um, and what? Go ahead. Yes. Right. No. I was, I was just saying. I. You know, this yeah. guy that we got coming up, and, and let's bring him into the mix while we're both here. I when I when I give him a hug, I squeeze him so hard he says, "I can't breathe." I'm like, <laughs> "All right, lighten up, Robert." Right? I know, I know, but I love him. He's my brother. Uh, Paul Bertier, also a, a, a traditional naturopath. Thanks to our friends. He went all the way through Trinity School of Natural Health, another Trinity graduate. He's doing amazing work, bringing us back to the basics. 
of health and healing. And uh, Super D, it's good to see our buddy Paul. It is. Uh, been a while. Absolutely. It's been a while. I'm so sorry. He's a, he's a busy guy, though. I understand. So uh, I, I, th- I think about some of the, the things that we've been able to do together, Paul, and uh, going back to the basics of not only hydration, but we even ran a little video clip, which I love, that goes into the, you know, what is this hydrogen stuff and why is it important? Why am I drinking it? What do you got there? What is that machine? Uh, can you hear me okay or do I need a better microphone? No, we can hear you like it's a room mic, but it's working. I don't know if you, if you want to mess with it at this point to, to try and challenge the ability of the technology to work well because we got you a good visual and a good good audio sequence okay but the uh the oh also i want to say this too i want to thank you because uh diane miller and julie boris all the folks at the uh u.s national or the u.s health freedom congress they were were after me like dude we need to give people healthy clean water and Paul, you came through. I'm going to bring one of the echo machines with me and we're going to hook it up and we're going to be purifying and bringing hydrogen to everybody at the U.S. Health Freedom Congress. And so we'll be thinking clearly, you know, (laughs) because cognition is enhanced with hydration and hydrogen. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, yeah, I'm grateful and and honored to be able to support that. and, And I'm grateful that you'll be there as well, you know, to represent. And so that's great. Yeah, and also um, there's a couple of uh, little hydrogen water makers uh, that you're donating to do some giveaways. So there's actually going to be some raffles, uh, giveaways for people that are in attendance. So if you haven't thought about it for all the right reasons, even more right reasons, you can win some awesome stuff. So Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, we're, again, very, very happy to donate to the good cause and to be able to help uh, two lucky people Mm -hmm. get hydrogen in their lives and you know, you're on the Healthy Lung Summit. You know, we have so many studies on lungs and after COVID. We have eight studies now on COVID with hydrogen. And so all having to do with uh, lung issues. So it's pretty cool. But yeah, we, we, we're happy to help, happy to donate, and definitely want to bless organizations that are blessing lives. Hey, since we're on the Lung su- uh, Summit uh, topic, can you reveal anything about those studies and how they're identifying hydrogen as a, a benefit. I mean, people think about oxygenation. They don't often automatically think of hydrogen, but how it's facilitating healthy lung function. Yeah. So when, when you go to, uh, and I'm going to do it while I'm here, if we go to hydrogenstudies.com and we type in COVID, out of the 1,189 studies, there's eight of them. And if we start <clears throat> just reading the topic, and we look down, you start to see that one of them <clears throat> is having to do with a respiratory uh, medicine. And what what they were looking at doing is if they were doing <clears throat> hydrogen and oxygen therapy, it was huge in significant de- de- uh, decreases in neutrophil percentage and the abnormal proportion of C-reactive protein in in COVID-19. So that was one of the studies. When we look at the other study, it's purely to do with lungs. And just the title of the study says, molecular hydrogen positively affects physical and respiratory function in acute post-COVID-19 patients. And so what they're talking about is as an anti-inflammatory response for cytokine storms, these kind of things, it was a huge benefit. And what they said is this randomized, single-blind, placebo-controlled study, including 26 males, 
and 24 females who performed a six-minute walking test and pulmonary function test specifically forced vital capacity and expiratory volume in the first, second FEV1. Symptomatic participants were recruited. And so anyways, what it says is they were doing inhalation on this particular one. Obviously, they wanted to see what happened. But they said, in conclusion, H2 had beneficial effects in terms of improved physical and respiratory function in acute post-COVID-19 patients. Therefore, mm-hmm. H2 may, be, may represent a safe, effective approach for accelerating early function restoration in post-COVID-19 patients. And so that study was done in Czech Republic. But these are the kind of things that you're seeing which directly can affect the lungs. And so you can breathe in hydrogen and get it into the lungs, or you can drink water and get hydrogen into the body and help the lungs. Both will do that. Well, one of the things that people are so very aware of in the medical community as well, inflammation, systemic and or localized inflammation, ongoing inflammation resulting in any number of diagnoses. Uh, Yet we're not after suppression artificially to damage the liver or destroy the immune system. But how do we modulate inflammation because I've read studies that show hydrogen is impactful in making water the delivery system so that your water becomes supercharged antioxidant as well. Is it because of its antioxidant capacity that hydrogen is able to be considered anti-inflammatory in its pathway support or are there more things that hydrogen is doing? Well, as a modulator, as a signal modulator, that's where you're reducing oxidative stress and inflammation. That's the two primary things that hydrogen has been proven to do in 1,189 studies is to reduce oxidative stress and to reduce chronic inflammation in the body. So those are the two things that are happening. And there are a myriad of pathways that are regulated by hydrogen that accomplish this, but that's your primary thing is, is inflammation in, in general. And again, there were studies on cytokine storms where you're actually talking about how the cytokines can cause inflammation as well. But if we understand inflammation, inflammation is a result of oxidative stress, whether it's in a joint or it's in an organ or it's in the system, you have inflammation because the body is trying to repair that oxidative stress. So by virtue of the fact that hydrogen is reducing oxidative stress and bringing oxidation back down into a normal level, you end up with the inflammation going away. But you also have anti-inflammatory benefits or, or results purely because of hydrogen. And again, if you go to hydrogenstudies.com and you type in inflammation, you're going to have, and I'm going to do that just for giggles here. But if you type in inflammation, holy cow, you're going to see like crazy number. Um, yeah, like 170 studies just purely on inflammation. And hey, Super Don, can you show that? Can you get that website up so for those who are watching can see visually when they go to hydrogenstudies.com the things they can do to find out why this is so vitally important? If you haven't already integrated this as a baseline daily I dare say protocol, but just as a baseline, a method of hydration to to drink water that's obviously purified with great technology, but one that has also the presence of hydrogen. Oh, there you go. So did you just do a search on a topic there, Super D, what we're looking at right now? Yeah, I typed in inflammation there in the search box. Yeah, there you go. 294. Boom. 
Nice. So again, this is uh, something that if anybody's on the fence or if you want to talk to your doctor or uh, nurse or any practitioner about, this is a fundamental starting point. You know, we all know hydration is important, but taking that water, purifying it and, and allowing for the molecular hydrogen to be dissolved into it through this technology, anything you do will be enhanced by it. Anything that you're trying to do to achieve better health is only going to be enhanced by the use of this technology. Um, do we still call it echo water? Can we still do yes. that? Or is it, yeah. Yes. Okay. Because that's echo what I water. use. That's what it is, echo water. <laughs> and there are a variety of different ways now that people can plug into this uh, from, um, you know, battery rechargeable, like uh, very yep. uh, portable type machines or units uh, yep. to pitcher size to the kind that I've been using for years since we met years ago, a kind that you can hook up to your sink or put under sink to have on demand hydrogen water for everyday use or just purified water now as well. And I think that, uh, you know, some of the advances in the machines have allowed for power down, grid down scenarios to still facilitate purified water coming through the machine. Right. The, the Echo H2 machine, which is our main machine we sell, the Echo H2 machine, if you lose power, water will still go through. So there's, it's still going through the filter. So you're still having your contaminant-free water. Also, anyone using the Synergy Resonance technology, which is the frequency system built into the device, will also have the frequencies in the water if the power is off. The only thing you won't have with the machine is the hydrogen because you need power to split the water molecules. But that you'll still have you know, filtered water and you still have the frequency waters if, you, if you're doing that. All right. So I'm just showing, uh, I'm going to maximize that for everybody to see the different machines that are available for you. There's a server, and, and that's an interesting. It looks like a smaller device. Tell me about the Echo server. For uh, It's aligned with the RO unit that you have? Yes. Yeah, so with the Echo RO, which is a reverse osmosis, that's where you're getting up to 99% rejection. And that, that's the, the RO system is only $595. And when you combine the two, it's the most perfect and most clean water you could be drinking. So it's all contaminants are removed, and then we're putting hydrogen in the water. And that combination... It's going to be less than $3,000 for Robert Scott Bell listeners. So mm -hmm. I, I would tell you that it's an amazing buy. Also, if the line to your refrigerator is under your sink where the Echo H2 server is going to be, it'll also send water to your fridge for ice cubes and for chilled water. So really, you're going to have the cleanest water with reverse osmosis, and then you're going to have the server, which puts hydrogen. And a lot of people will say, well, if you're promoting reverse osmosis, what about the minerals in water? We don't need the minerals in water because they are from rock. You know, mm -hmm. rain hits the earth, we get, and then it picks up minerals, but those are from rock. They're inorganic. They're not really for our body. We need our minerals from food, as you teach mm -hmm. and as we talk about. But the reality is that combination, that reverse osmosis and the server, mm -hmm. is an amazing combination to have the cleanest water you could drink. Paul, I got a question about RO because I've seen RO units under sink. In fact, when we moved out West with you, uh, there was an RO unit in the sink of the house we rented the first year. And it was like, yep. Oh my gosh, all the stuff growing on it and in it. Yep. I'm like, is there a way to do RO without that being a risk? Yes. So the RO that I, uh, have that, that we developed and sell is a tankless reverse osmosis. So it's making a quarter gallon a minute. Of reverse osmosis water so you don't really wait for water and it automatically flushes itself like let's say you go on a trip and you're gone 
If you don't use it in 24 hours, it automatically flushes itself for 90 seconds. So there's never standing water. There's never a possibility for anything to grow. So Mm -hmm. that is critical for what, you know, what's going on. I I love that you thought about that too. I knew you had, but I was just like, I want to understand the technology because there's a lot of folks that, you know, they leave town, they come back and they don't realize what could be growing in those RO tanks. So you've, you've answered that. You've, you've, you've really got that nailed. Now, uh, in addition to, uh, the, um, the technology that you can hook up to your sink, et cetera, the various forms, the portable ones, the smaller units and super not, if you can show that because some people want to start out slow or they do travel a lot and they say, I'll just add clean water into it. So I'll have my hydrogen every day, wherever I am. And, uh, I think the echo go is the, really the cool innovation that you have available for everybody. Yeah. So we have the echo go, which is, uh, retails at one forty nine ninety five, And then we've just introduced the echo go plus, which is twice the hydrogen of the echo go and the echo go was already amazing, but the echo go plus now is, is, a uh, even more beautiful and more hydrogen. So they, either one is going to help them of course, but the echo go is um, all plastic. It's a Triton BPA free plastic. If the you look at the Echo Go Plus, it's a food grade polycarbonate plastic, and that one is twice the hydrogen, and it's a completely different look. So that you have a black, it's a matte black aluminum um, part of it. So mm-hmm. it's just beautiful. It's a beautiful unit, and you know you can you can see that. Um, if it comes up, Super Don's loading it up. I, I think here, let's see it. Yeah. Cause that's a new one. I didn't know the plus and, and there it is. There yeah. it is. And, and yeah. so the, uh, the water is contained in that, uh, BPA free polycarbonate food grade. It's not interacting with the aluminum. That's just a shell outside. Correct. Correct. Yeah. yeah the, the aluminum is outside of the plastic. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, all right. So that's another cool option. And what about, uh, the folks that have been, you know, knowing about, well, they didn't really know about hydrogen water all those years ago, but they thought alkaline water was the way to go. And, and so they had units that would split the water into an acid stream and an alkaline stream. And and for those that do use the acid water for therapeutic or cleaning purposes, because it's legitimate too, and I'll, I'll talk about one unit that does for cleaning water specifically, uh, but is there something available for people that still like that split of the water? Yeah, the Ultimate right there on the screen, the Echo Ultimate does make four types of water. And so that machine uh, makes the filtered only, the hydrogen water for drinking, and then it makes alkaline and acid water. Alkaline water would be good for cleaning dirt. The acid water is really good for disinfection, whether it's E. coli, Salmonella, MRSA, Staph, COVID, it'll kill uh, the bacteria and, and what have you. So and that, that machine also has the Synergy Resonance, so you can get the frequencies in it. But that's really <clears throat> the reason to get this machine is if you want all four types of water. The Echo H2 machine makes two types of water, <clears throat> hydrogen and filtered only. The Echo Ultimate makes hydrogen, filtered only, and then alkaline and acid. If people are wanting to, to have a chemical-free kitchen or they want to wash their face or skin with the acid mm-hmm. water, that's fine. Now, if people are on a budget mm-hmm. and they want the acid water and the, they can get our Echo Clean, which is a portable unit that you can see, and that makes the hypochlorous acid water, and it's in a spray bottle. You, you plug it in, push a button, 
three minutes later, you have disinfecting uh, solution out of just tap water. Nice. And so it's, it's, you can see the the picture there on the screen. So um, with the, with the guy's fingers in it, but mm-hmm. the, um, there you go. So that you can just touch it. And next thing you know, you're, you're using that to make a disinfectant with tap water. You, you don't need chemicals anymore. Oh, and, and this will kill like in literally in three minutes, you have enough to kill COVID, E. coli, salmonella, MRSA staff. Um, you also get a little container of salt that can come with this. If you want to have the highest potency, then you can use the salt and then use that on hard surfaces. Okay. And so this is again, a cleaning agent for topical use. Uh, hypochlorous acid is the ingredient primarily that's produced in this way. So you have yeah. the echo clean as well. So you can get rid of most of your, uh, well, I say all of them pretty much your petrochemical cleaning agents and, uh, switch over to something here that is, is safe and very effective in that regard as well. Yeah. You, you have hundreds of studies on hypochlorous acid. If you're adding the salt, then you have hypochlorite. And so, we don't recommend using the salt if you're going to put it on your skin. Or if you have pink eye or, or dry eye, you can use it without the salt directly in your eyes. Mm-hmm. If people have food poisoning, mm-hmm. then they, they can run it without salt and do two cycles. And then they can drink it and have it in their stomach for food poisoning. So there's many different things you can use, and it's really inexpensive. And water is the delivery system. It's a beautiful thing. I love that. Yeah. Now, I, did I miss a pitcher size as well, like a, a portable type unit? It's a little larger than the Echo Go? Yeah, there is a pitcher right there, and there that one makes uh, a half a gallon. And so that's for someone that, that you know, the, the two sport bottles make 10 ounces. This is going to make, you know, almost, uh, 60 ounces. So it's, it's much more volume. If you have a family, Mm -hmm. even some people that are in RVs and, and they can get our machine of course, but then they can also get this, this is battery operated. And so it's very, very nice. And very in the very, in the near future, we're going to be adding a filter assembly for that. So people could pour tap water in Mm -hmm. and actually, um, not have to go get purified water, but that's the the pitcher and, and anyone that ever bought the pitcher once we add the filter assembly they can always get them uh, and the initial one at, at no charge so okay excellent and uh always as you mentioned for the robert scott bell show family and y'all are all in it uh <laughs> you get special synergy science pricing and right. special discounts we do have always a banner that's linked up at robertscottbell.com and Super Don, were you able to test that before the show? Go on, make sure everything's working right. I want to make sure everybody gets yep. the best deal possible. Yep, should be working fine. Yep, right there. Okay, there you go. Yeah, there's the banner. You just click on that. Do they need to enter anything, Super D? Did you have to enter a code? Did it help or not? Or You know, I, I, I tested it out, went out to checkout, and uh, the RSB15 was working. Okay. Well, we want to support you to get the best possible deal for supporting the greatest technology consistently there's also the, i just looking at what you're scrolling down the synergy sauna is something we have look at right over my left shoulder uh it's you know for those of you you know it's starting to get the transition season now honestly i don't tend to use the sauna so much in the summer because i can get out and sweat in the sun but dude the the other times of the year uh i'm in there sweating and uh, yeah. there's a lot of good reasons why you want to do that and so the synergy sauna is available for you as well low emf bamboo renewable materials and uh wonderful simple and small and very portable Awesome. Well, thank you. We, we would love everyone to 
get a system that's you know that's the biggest discount we allow you're 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 the most special right <laughs> of course and and so anyways yeah it's a huge benefit and a huge uh thing in a discount for people so they can go and and learn about it all so yep and so we'll uh we'll be pouring shots or actually big cups <laughs> of hydrogen water, echo water. When we're together, uh, I'll be joining a lot of health freedom advocates and, and really champions of health freedom up, up there. Uh, and we'll be drinking really well, uh, the hydrogen water from Synergy Science, thanks to Paul. And again, some donations there, you can win some as well, but I'd urge you to take advantage of the opportunity, Get take the, the, the great discount, RSB 15 as well. And um, any other updates or things? Because it's been a while since we've seen you on the air. I know we mentioned and congratulations are in order as a Trinity graduate ND as well. Just so amazing you. that, uh, you know, I know what you went through to get there. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, it, it's not a, it's not a cakewalk. You really worked your tushy off. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Very grateful for that. Very grateful for Trinity mm -hmm. and for all, all that they did to, you know, right at the end, get me in by the hair, you know, chinny, chin, chin, but <laughs> you know, it, it, it was good and I appreciate them so much and always will. So yeah, we're grateful for Trinity and grateful for all their support. And especially, um, some of the staff there was very special. Of course, Julie's amazing. We, we, we know that, but yeah. there was, some, there were some extra special people right at the end that just came, came in and, not that they bent any rules. Let me tell no, you, they that. didn't. They they worked you. I they, know they are honest, uh, honest people. But mm -hmm. they they're amazing, and and they they did everything they could, and and here I am as a graduate. So well, and you. and to that point, Paul is it's the caring and concern that the folks at Trinity have, because people are like can be intimidated by it. You right. know, maybe people have been out of school for years, decades, and right. they're going back in. And yeah, it's a challenging. All these programs are challenging. As I said, yeah. this is why it's a good education program, but the people there are so willing and helpful to work with you and support you to get you through and see you succeed that uh, yeah. in that regard, you're not left high and dry, so to speak. People are really right. supportive of your efforts. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, Judy Masters is another person I I would say that, that, that at the end, she really came in support. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, I just have to acknowledge her because she really did. So, and, and her cousin Roy Orbison, as we learned later, <laughs> just kind of right. cool. He's related. That's right. That was awesome. All right, Paul. Well, look, it's great to see you, my friend, and have you back on. And and don't be a stranger. Uh, you know, I know how busy you are, but all the time the the door is open here for the Robert Scott Bell Show family, and people get all the great stuff that you have there at Synergy Science. And, and well, I, know, I, I, I appreciate that so much. And I just, you know, I want people to know that when you drink water with hydrogen in it like we make in our machines within three minutes you can have brain changes and and there are studies out of the 1189 studies imagine there are hundreds of studies on cancer diabetes parkinson's alzheimer's there's studies on rheumatoid arthritis so any any of the issues that you are suffering from mm -hmm. you can be helped the the newest one we had a gentleman that bought our machine a couple weeks ago Mm -hmm. And he had had gluten issues for nine years. He has mm -hmm. seen every doctor possible, could not eat gluten, could not get help. And, and on his side right here, he mm -hmm. had a pain for nine years. No, not only could he not eat gluten, but he had a pain in his side for not in his butt, but in his side <laughs> for, yeah. for, for nine years. 
And so after drinking our water, he's now eating gluten and he has no pain in his side. And it's pretty amazing. And so those are the kind of things that, that we really enjoy hearing people mm-hmm. say. Enhanced and, and accelerated gut recovery. That's a big part of what the echo yeah. water can do. Uh, and I encourage it. It's a, it's a baseline for every protocol. This is where yeah. we start. Uh, yeah. Optimus Mur- Murdochimus, that's our buddy Murdoch in the chat room, uh, asks our friend Sherry Neal, who says, I love my echo. She loves her echo water. Um, asking about filtering f- th- uh, the fluoride. That's always a big question. Fl- fluoride filtration. Yeah, so there's two ways to do it with our product line. Either get the RO system, that's going to remove fluoride, or get the fluoride filter that can go with uh, any of the machines as an external fluoride filter. You will need, if you get the external fluoride filter, you replace it every six months. Mm -hmm. It's only $50. You can get it on our website. Uh, If you get the RO system, then it's going to remove fluoride automatically. And you just replace the four cartridges as needed. And when you talked about the minerals in the water, I always found this interesting because you have developed a helped to develop a technology that allows for even RO water to be uh, converted into hydrogen water. And most yes. of these companies that don't know how they they want salt, add extra minerals in so they can make the thing work. And you don't need That's to do right. that. That's right. We do not need to have any minerals. Mm-hmm. Uh, our machine is the only one you can use distilled water and we're the only ones with IHSA certification. So we are only we are the only true hydrogen water machine in the world that has that has done IHSA certification and passed. And not only did we pass the standard, which which says if you're to call yourself a water a, a hydrogen machine, you have to be able to use distilled water and still dissolve half a part per million. Well, not only did we dissolve half a part per million, mm-hmm. but we dissolved up to 1.88 parts per million in, in distilled water. So there's no other product that performs like ours. Stunning. Absolutely stunning. I, I, and I know people are blown away when they see it, and even the, especially the scientists to say, how did you do that? Well, you did it. Uh, well, one last question. Now, we have a wide variety of options, including some that are very affordable, like the portable units, to some that might be challenging for some people to say, I can't put out that chunk of money today. Are there still financing options? Yes. Built into the shopping cart is a firm, A-F-F-I-R-M. When you're in the shopping cart or when you're in any of the pages, you'll see a firm and it'll say get um, approved now or something like this. And based on your credit, they have different programs. They sometimes have one year same as cash. They've got three year programs. So you can literally get a machine mm-hmm. of ours and only spend no money down and only have like $120 a month. And so you can have all the benefits and have a low monthly payment. Well, and I'm sure if you put some money down, you can reduce your monthly. And right. at that point too, recognize a lot of people that are still buying gallons or, or five gallon jugs of water every month. They should add up how much they're already paying and you're going to convert that because you no longer need to do that as well. Right. Absolutely. So you can finance everything, even the, the sport bottles, but you know, hopefully you don't have to finance $149, but the, the reality is it, the financing is there and available for you and mm-hmm. you can do it right during your checkout process. Mm-hmm. All right. Hey, Pat's asking, she still has the echo seven. Uh, how does that compare with newer ones quality wise? And I'm, I'm still using a unit I've had for years and it's great. But uh, what do you say about the very, the varieties that you've come out with over the years? Um, they're all wonderful machines. The echo seven was our first one in 2012. So 10 years ago, Mm-hmm. Glad, glad that you're still using it. And there are many, many thousands of people that do. Uh, the Echo 7 machine is amazing. 
nothing in the world wrong with it. As long as you want to use it, you can. If you ever want to upgrade, we do have an upgrade program and you could upgrade to the Echo H2 machine. But you would, if you did that, you would not have the alkaline and acid water. Um, if you wanted to keep the alkaline acid, you'd have to upgrade to the ultimate. Mm-hmm. But there's nothing wrong with your Echo 7. You can still use it and enjoy it. Okay, great. Well, I think we got all of the great questions, everybody. Thank you for uh, being here and uh, sending those messages. And uh, Sherry Neal, it's great to see you. And we hope to see, I think we'll see Sherry at the Health Freedom Expo as well. And we'll have all kinds of good stuff there as a reunion time. So, Paul, buddy, thanks for being here today. Uh, great update. It's been a while, too long, but uh, we'll do this again soon. And uh, everybody, go out, go out and get some Echo Water and, and a little Synergy Sauna while you're at it. <laughs> Perfect. All right. That's Paul Thanks. Baratero, Synergy Science, traditional naturopath now from Trinity School of Natural Health. That's so awesome. Uh, thank you that, for that, Paul. And uh, SynergyScience.com, we have the r- link directly to get the discount, of course, RSB15, the best discount available all over planet Earth. And you can take advantage of that today. So do do so, if you will. And uh, let's see what else we uh, got. We got some upcoming events. We talked about them. Uh, the hydrogen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Oh, and uh, yeah, I, I apologize. I didn't get into this subject, but uh, he, he, they've discontinued. He discontinued all of the um, uh the key uh, halo, just a business decision. They've discontinued it. Um, if you have it, you still use it. I still use mine. But the point is, if you're not finding it, they've just discontinued, just so you know, business decision they made. Anyway, with that, let's move on to some other stories here. Also, again, shout out to Orange Guard, orangeguard.com. Y'all keep it going. When you get into those Ace Hardware stores, it's great to see Orange Guard right there. Next to all the nasty stuff that you don't want, just talk it up because it's good for everybody. And in fact, that might be a gift for your neighbor who's using pesticides. Bring them a bottle, orangeguard.com, orangeguard.com, or again, Whole Foods as well, or direct, orangeguard.com. So thank you for that. Also, our IGF-1 Plus, have you been using it? Oh, the Super Healthy Lung Summit, but I know you're jumping around all these images there, Super DIC, I apologize. Uh, I just wanted you to know that this is... uh, (laughs) (laughs) What's he talking about now? Boom, boom, boom. Where is it? I can't find that one in my my list here. Right. Somehow well, it's missing. So it, I'm glad you have it in your hand. Yeah, it, it's there's a banner that you can get the best deal on that as well. Uh, Christopher Key has set that up, and you know every day I go into the gym, and boy, I'm ripped. They call me ripped RSB for a reason, and I have to say thank you, Christopher uh, Key. And uh, if you want to reduce some of the fat content in your body, I think that helps as well. Lean muscle mass. There it is. The buy one get one free uh, deal that we have on an ongoing basis. Go to keystolife.shop. And I think the code is Bell. Uh, it may be automatic when you click the banner, but I want to thank uh, Christopher for that as well. And uh, let's see, any other announcements I'm forgetting about? I don't know. Good deal. Sign up for all of that. There you are. How about sunflowers? Oh, yeah. We didn't get to show these yesterday. Go full screen on them. These just make me happy. I mean, and I know the birds get a lot of them. I can't compete um, because I can't drape all my rubber snakes all up and down all of these things, and they're way up high, so I lose some of it. How but many rubber snakes do you have? I, I think I had a dozen of them. They're not going to last much longer. The, the summer sun oh. brutalized the rubber snakes, so I'll have to get more. for. But hey, zoom in on this one. There's an actual honeybee in this one. Isn't that awesome? That's a beautiful sight. The bees uh, doing their thing, making sunflowers on, on my sunflower uh, garden, if you will. And so, does it make you smile? You see a sunflower? Are you are you not smiling? I see you smile, sort of. I was just thinking, actually, because you know you mentioned the bees, mm-hmm. and I, I've told the story about me and bees. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the other, and it, usually it's either I run away or I, I try and you know smack it or something yeah, like that. Yeah. And the other day, mm-hmm. yeah, this is this. You'll be proud of me for this. Okay. I think. okay. Because now I now I'm a garden guy, right? Yep. The other day I saw one. It was like over by me, and I went to go get it, and I stopped. Okay. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. That bee, I need that bee to pollinate my 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 plants. Yes. And so, and so I left it alone. Hallelujah. Praise God. You look, Super D, this is a big step for you. I mean, every Right. Miriam Hanin would be proud of me right Marian, now. Miriam, yes. Banishing um, of the bees. Uh, folks, yeah. that's a big step because, you know, you were, uh, were you also highly <laughs> allergic to bees, if I remember correctly? I wasn't no? allergic. I just, I, when I was a kid, yeah. I got stung by, and it was, whatever it was, it stung me three times. Yeah. And so I just, you know, I just, yeah. You just have you know, this, I just <laughs> I wouldn't say irrational yeah. fear. I mean, it's rational because you don't want to get stung. But recognizing yeah. again, as you can over time, that these guys, these critters are not trying to get us. They're really not. I mean, now, if you knock their hive, that's a different story. But that's I'm walking different. in the midst of bees. And honestly, I was afraid of bees as a kid, too. Same thing. I didn't like getting stung, and I've been stung. But now you change the energy. Honestly, this has been my experience. I get right in there with them, and there is no—they're not stinging me at all. They're like, yeah, just happily doing their thing, and I'm admiring them, enjoying the buzzing that sounds they make. So I know that's a big leap to go all the way in there where you're sticking your head in the hive. That's not what I'm saying. But <laughs> the fact is, you held back. That's a big step, Super D. And for anybody who thinks you can't change, there you go, Super Don, right in front of our eyes, has become took me a gardener. F- Fifty years to get there, but I and got look, there. The world is round okay. for some. You'll get there eventually. <laughs> So anyway, thank you, Gretel. Beautiful sunflowers. Welcome to the chat room, everybody. Welcome, everybody, to the chat room. Uh, Let's see. It was kind of slow today. I think everybody was over checking out uh, Alex Jones was on uh, uh, Highwire today, I think. Oh, yeah, not Marge. Marge was checking it out. She's like, obviously, she doesn't like Alex, so she came back to join us. Like, we don't rate compared to Dell, according to Marge. I will still probably go check it out just out of curiosity. Sure, of course. We'll have to check that out. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Yeah, so... Anyway, uh, we'll, well, yeah, we'll see what happens there. Uh, let's see. What other stories we have to cover today? Oh, how about this one? Super D, you think about this. The CDC, right? We know they're purveyors of misinformation and disinformation. But for us to say that, who are we? We're just a bunch of, you know, anti-science, you know, name all the, the anti-vaxxers, right? But now Walensky even admits that the Centers for Disease Creation and Promotion, as I call them, gave false information on COVID vaccine safety monitoring. Uh, This is not us making it up. The director admits it herself. In a letter made public September 12th, she acknowledged publicly for the first time that the agency gave false information about its COVID-19 vaccine safety monitoring, but the letter provided no explanation for why they did that, nor were they banned or banished or deplatformed we were for pointing out the lies that they were purveying and we were wrongly called purveyors of misinformation, disinformation, and malinformation. I'm just saying, dude, super Don, can you imagine they admitted this? But the thing is what happens? She says, all we need is more money. Give us a bigger budget. Our culture will be corrected. We admit we, we did wrong. We'll do it right this time. Just give us more money. Whoops. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, ultimately that seems to be what the solution is for everything when it comes to government, right? Mm-hmm. More money. Need more money and vote for me. Yeah, exactly. Need more money, vote for we'll me. We'll do it. That's we'll it. be better next time, I promise. That's right. Just It's just amazing that anybody believes that the CDC is a legitimate organization. 
and it has no, in my opinion, legitimacy other than the toxicologists that they bury deep below the ground. You know, I don't know how many hundreds of feet underground at the CDC in Atlanta. Dick, well, you know, you know Rar, look, I, you know, if, if yeah, look, the CDC, the FDA, yeah, whatever, yeah. pick your, your three, most, most of the three letter agencies that are out there. Yeah. Not all. Some of them I think don't, we don't need them at all. Yeah. But I mean, they're, they could serve a, a good purpose and it's not like everything they do is wrong. Mm-hmm. But it's overshadowed by the stuff that they do, which is mostly wrong. Yeah. And, and so, you know, look, would it be possible to have a CDC that did good things? Of course. But they don't. No, it's not <laughs> that know? right now. It, they need, But they don't. And, and and they have a history of not. They pair it and down. And especially over the last the last couple, three, you know, God, it's going on three years now. Mm-hmm. I can't believe it's, it's, what, September? Yeah. God, we're almost in the 2023 so it, it will have been three years. Mm. But, you know, I mean, just look at what they've done. Look at what they've been exposed to doing. And look at the way they're handling it. Yeah. You know, this, I mean, if if you don't get rid of the CDC, man, you're going to have to do some serious overhaul and not what they're, they're pretending to do right now. Mm. Where they, they brought in the, the Deborah Burks clone, you know, with the scarf. You know, and you know, I'm going to yeah. clear to take care of what needs to be taken. No, you're not. Shut yeah. up. You know, that's, that's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. So It's just amazing. Yeah. You know, uh, Mike Adams interviewed uh, a, a doctor, a scientist, I think, medical doctor, whatever, uh, from New Zealand. I think it was today or it was yesterday. I was, my wife was listening to it, and I, I'm like listening to this lady talk. I'm like, we've been talking about this stuff for decades here on this show, and I'm thrilled that it's getting out further and further. See who was it that it uh, was? Uh, let me look at. I sent a message to Kevin. He's sending an invitation to Doctor Sam uh, Bailey. Doctor Sam Bailey, because she's all about the terrain as well, and calling into question a lot of issues of isolation. And I know that's a great controversy, but as I've said, um, my my take on the controversy is not so black and white. It's that they alter the terms and the definitions of the words like isolation. So it's not that, but it's their own version of it. So if you deny that they've isolated it, you're caught in their game of trickery of changing definitions of words. And so, you know, as I presented on, on this issue of isolation, even uh, I say, look, if you give them this method that they say they've done to isolate then, okay, they've isolated it. But it's, it's sort of like the, the immune system, natural immunity, what they said, they eliminated that from uh, the definitions of uh, you know prevention on COVID. Remember that when the WHO just dropped it and CDC just dropped it. Uh, no natural immunity. It's about vaccine-induced immunity only. And then Fauci caught in lies. You know, others have seen this. Uh, Rand Paul pushed it on it, showed him his his clip from 2012 when he was talking about the best vaccinations actually getting infected and having the antibodies. That's was his perspective, better than even vaccination. And he's like saying, "Well, I never denied that." Right. Like, come on, this guy's such a pathological liar and denier of things that he even says, that he says. Uh, But the whole controversy about the law of the terrain versus the germ theory, you know how hard it is to navigate those two tracks or those two viewpoints? And I'm not going to get cocky about this, but I think I do it better than anybody in media to be able to see both sides, because each side says there's no merit, or they often try to say that, or there's a little. I try to see what are the merits of their argument. What are they? What are they arguing? Where are they wrong? Where could they be right? And how could we interact and go? Okay, we agree on basic things. 
And that's, you know, an ongoing, I don't know if it's a dilemma or certainly a discussion, but I'm always up for more of that discussion. Even though we have hardcore on both sides, I guess, and, and maybe some people in the middle of that. And uh, I don't like to be in the middle of the road to get run over. That's not my point. But trying to actually put perspective on the things that people are spinning or believing about what's being said that's not actually being said and where they're actually wrong. Because there's so much wrong in virology. There's so much wrong about viral claims of causation still. And we could still talk about those without having to get uh, tied down into the morass of whether you've isolated or not, even though I think it's a worthwhile discussion to have. But it's super to you all often say, it's like, you know, what's the point? Is this really going to change my life? I don't know. But I'll have the discussion <laughs> with anybody. I don't mind it at all. Inquiring minds want to know. It's okay. Yeah. And, and as I listen to these things, I think that's the thing. You know, my <laughs> wife and I are talking about this. It's like, before I went on the air in 1999, I was talking about this, you know, stuff with my mentor in homeopathy. We were talking about these things, going back to HIV, not causing AIDS, that kind of thing. And so we were one of very few in percentage style uh, points, if we get points for that. Not that I'm looking for points. But this is something that we have been consistently proven right about. In other words, all of those things that were so controversial that they would use that as an attack against me, for instance. Oh, he doesn't believe HIV causes AIDS. And now... It's not that I've had to abandon any of those things that I've said. In fact, more people than ever are going, well, yep, that's right. You're correct. And it wasn't like me that I came up with it. It's just like by analyzing this, by reading and researching, you kind of come to find out and you conclude we've been lied to about germs. We've been lied to about viruses and on and on it goes. And yet there's all of these distractions of whether it's been isolated or not, which I think are important scientifically. But let that go and just say, hey, what do I do to stay strong and healthy and have a vitally functioning working immune system. To me, that's more important than all of the other stuff. Even those discussions, I, I dig them. I can get into them. And we, you know, if we ever get off track, y'all bring us back. Super Don will bring me back. You know, what can we do to stay strong and healthy? And those are the things like uh, the minerals you can get at choosetobehealthy.com, for instance. We've been talking about the base, baseline, uh, the missing link. Sherry Neal has that. She'll have that at the Health Freedom Expo as well. Uh, and I think there was a special deal. Is that, is that expire? I know we were running a special deal, like buy three, get one free or something through choose to be healthy.com. We had Sherry. Uh, on last I th week. Yeah, I think so. I think, okay. I don't think it was an ongoing thing. It was just a limited okay. time offer, but you always have the RSB five discount code as well, uh, to right. take advantage of. And, and all of these things that we bring to your attention, I bring to your attention. We try to get you the best possible deal so that you save the most and be efficient in the utilization of, of the money that you have to spend, especially with the threats to our economy and everybody's ability to you know just buy food. I want you to have the things that will keep you well, long into whatever corruption of the economy and access to things we become accustomed to. To have those tools are also gonna be vital to provide what? Ser services and substances for other people that are gonna be in need that don't know the things you know because you're here with us on the Robert Scott Bell Show. I think in pragmatic and practical terms of the investment that you make in your health can be of benefit to you. Not only your neighbors or others that will come to you for help, but can also sustain you in terms of a barter economy. And so think about those things as well as Murdoch, our buddy goes through Trinity's health coach program. And now he can hang a shingle and help people that want to give him compensate him, whether it be money or other things, gold backs or whatever to support what he's doing to help himself and others. So I want you to think about all of those things. What, do you have to offer in terms of skills, talents, and substance in a situation that changes the economy from global to more local, even though I know they want to globalize everything, but that ain't going to work. 
That's the collapse. And ultimately, we have to go local. Not loco, local. <laughs> Always want to make that distinction. That's why I said live in La Vida local. Local, that's the word. There you go. Anyway, what else we got to talk about today? We're almost out of time. For we are almost out of time. So yeah. we will we will pick this up on the other side, I guess. We've okay. got a, a question of the day that we need to get to. Okay. And Oh, it's related to uh, ascorbic acid, vitamin C question. Very controversial. I'm going to tackle that. Oh, also, did you put this link in there, a Give, Send, Go uh, connection? I did. If you look buddy in the Kevin's show notes, wife, you'll... Bonnie, is going through a, a cancer therapy at the Gerson Clinic. And if you are feeling so moved, inclined to support oh, that family, uh, it's a big investment to go through that, uh, to not have your body parts removed and you poisoned with radiation or, or, or chemo. And uh, Bonnie's a sweet lady and the family's a sweet family. And if you feel so moved, uh, there it is there in the show notes as well. And uh, when we come back, answer the questions of the day and any other things that are happening in the chat rooms, live and or later on the Robert Scott Bell Show, where I remind you that the power to heal is yours. Welcome uh, to new folks that are in the chat room. I saw Charles Pixley there who uh, had messaged me in Facebook. Uh, Where's the chat room? And he went to the chat room page and didn't see the little icon at the bottom of the page because it doesn't say chat room. It's just like a little talk bubble, speech bubble, right? Green. So you got to know to look for that. Click it. But Charles found his way in. Welcome to the live online Robert Scott Bell Show family chat room. And that expands the kind of family feeling you get. Good folks in the chat room for the most part. Well, let's see. Ula's there. Yeah, Ula's. Is she there today? Ula's awesome. And uh, I haven't seen some of our friends today. But then again, every day is different. But we also have the Ask Me Anything family. Those of you who are uh, patron supporters of the Robert Scott Bell Show. And we have that coming up, I think. Let me see. The date is the 28th of September. It's a Wednesday this time. First time we're doing it on a Wednesday, I think. Our AMA will be 7 p.m. Eastern time, 4 p.m. Pacific time. And we do that via Zoom so we can interact, see one another. And it's been a great time every time we have it. It's just different and new and unique. And people, we're all helping each other out as well. Laughing a little bit too. Sometimes crying too, but it's real. And you're squeaky again. What happened to you, Super D? I was just noticing that. You gotta, it's been a number of months since it's done that. You got a WD-40. I got to go do, do that again. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Dude, I can't say how proud of you I am with the B thing. That I wasn't expected. <laughs> it's funny time. because I, you mentioned that, and, I, and yeah. I just I just remember that the other day. I was just, you know, I was ready to do the big foot. Yeah. And I was like, no, maybe I shouldn't. So. Yeah, it's a hard habit to break, especially with that history. But good job you're doing it. I love it. DJ Katie is. She says, "I'm here, just listening." As oh, opposed DJ's to what? Been quiet. Well, well, you see, a lot of times she's active in the chat room, so I know she's there. Oh, I see. That's what I mean. Oh, so she's busy. She's been just quiet. listening, not participating. Right. Right. All right. Sometimes she's she's got a lot to say and chat about. So that's right. Yeah. But that way, hey, look, good show. I thought Jonathan was bringing it as always, and it was great to see Paul back in 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 action here. Talking yeah. hydrogen, getting back to basics, and making sure to remind everybody that they can access. How'd you like technology. that new overlay that I created on the fly? That you was like awesome, that? dude! Isn't Look that at cool? that. 
How did you? I don't know how you do what you do. It's amazing. I, you know what? I kind of yeah. get an idea of how to do it, and now I got to yeah. try and tinker with it and do yeah. other stuff with it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. DJ anyway. Katie wants you to use coconut oil on the squeak. But won't the dogs? Why would like I do it? that? I want to eat it. I don't want to put it on my chair. Right. I agree. I, but I mean, is WD forty a bad? I mean, I guess technically it is. Like, look, a, I still. I got to admit, I still have a bottle, spray bottle, with yeah. a little tiny straw. WD forty. Dude, did you ever? I, I don't know about you. I, I you know, I, I, it wasn't until I forget what it was. Something in the house I needed needed mm-hmm. to use that on. Yeah. And you know, it had been many many years since I had bought WD forty. Right. Mm-hmm. So I went to the store thinking I'm just going to buy a can of WD forty. Well, right. I get to the store and yeah. there's like eight different varieties of WD forty. I I was just like I don't know what to get. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have any idea what I'm talking about? Uh, I was just like, I, so they have a wide be, variety of it. Used to be, you bought WD forty. That's what it was. Yeah. It was WD forty. Now they got silicone WD forty, and they've got you know this, this I, I have kind it and that kind. And I'm because I like, still have very old bottles of WD forty before they had yeah, all. Yeah, no, there's like all these different yeah. you know varieties of WD forty. Yeah, first world hey. problems, but you know. Yeah, well, de-squeakify, because who was it that got annoyed with your squeaky chair? Somebody, I don't know. In the chat I think it was, was it Murdoch or somebody? That was... Murdoch, probably. He always gives you probably. crap, you know. Yeah. Welcome, Diane Lalonde. And she says, first time on here. Sorry I'm late. Better late than never. Great show you missed, but go on and rewind it and replay it. That's fine. Gretel has a scientific observation. I'm going to read this. My indoor-outdoor cats are still flea and tick-free with no pesticide collars or drops. I believe because they are constantly running through my garden collecting the microbiome and oils from my holy basil, lemon balm, lemon verbena, and lemongrass. Well, it's as hmm. good, a, good a hypothesis as any. Now, here's, here's my question, since you brought it up, uh, Gretel, and I've asked this question before, not on here, but yeah. what's the difference between basil and holy basil? You, you, I think you bless one of them. I, I was going to try and come up with some kind of religious one-liner on there but i haven't i haven't figured one out but i got you you bless the holy base oh that's lame <laughs> no had to be had to be Thank something you. else had to be funny i got a reaction good lord Get but anyway i'm no. just curious what's the difference is i'm guessing basil it's just a different basil. you know whatever type of basil i guess oh and there's leslie basil i was wondering where leslie is she's in facebook chat she's just cleaning the van apparently so the folks are still here Right. Is, is there any controversy with Alex Jones being on uh, Dell Big Tree show, The High Wire? Um, he, you know, if nothing else, it's he's entertaining. Uh, you know, if you really want to have some fun, yeah. go and watch the interviews that he did on the Joe Rogan podcast. Okay, those are off the hook. Those are yeah. just like fun, crazy fun, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Apparently he's come out with a book or something, um, so I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna go back and take a look at it. Okay, uh, it's worth checking it out anytime Alex Jones is on because you're either gonna laugh or you're gonna be interested. <laughs> Mostly you're gonna laugh. <laughs> yeah, no, he's a, he's a funny guy. Uh, what can I say? He look, we have not achieved that level of millions and millions of listeners. Now, uh, I know we've got a lot of listeners out there, and and I sometimes we make joke about the three or four people we have in the audience. And obviously, when you have, for instance, the mention, this is where we learned more recently how uh, profound the audience is. When, you know, I interviewed Tor McPartland a few weeks back for our Sunday radio audience, 
And he said, yeah, ever since I started, you know, I came back to the Robert Scott Bell show, he said the PO is coming from, um, uh, what is it? Uh, Ace Hardware. Ace Hardware. Thank you. Just lost that for a second. Uh, Are like overwhelming his ability to keep up. POs are purchase orders, not pissed off. He wasn't pissed off. He's very happy. But at the same time, it's a good problem to have. I'm like, oh, you know, sometimes you don't know how people are listening on podcasts later. And so hello, everybody listening later on a podcast. Um, And I appreciate so much, even though we never hear from you directly. You know, there's some a a smaller group of you that are really active participating when we're live. And that's fun. That's how you kind of develop the the relationships and friendships and family ships we have with the audience. And yet there are many that just, you know, listen to us later and then take the information we put out there and actually act on it. So I'm grateful for everybody. And it's nice to know again. Yeah. We know there are a lot of people downloading the show that we have no idea about. So now that you mentioned that it's, you know, it's kind of funny because you know, when we do these, these, these broadcasts, we yeah. really do kind of cater, obviously, to the people that are watching with us live. live and with us live. And that's just because that's you know that's just what we've always been used to. Mm-hmm. But we, you know, I just do want to just put it out there for those of you that are listening to us on the podcast. We really, 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 really do appreciate you as well. You know, we don't want you to feel like you're like a, an afterthought or something like that because there's a lot of people that do listen to the podcast. Look, all over the world, honestly. I'm getting emails yeah, occasionally from yeah, like far-flung yeah. regions. I'm like, wow, had no idea. And so, we honestly um, don't even have an accurate number of how many people actually listen to the podcast because trying to get a hold of those kinds of numbers are very difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, but, but we love you guys, and we'd love to yeah. hear from you too. You can always you know, call in on the toll-free number, the 866-939-2355. You can email us at askrsb at gmail.com. Um, and you know, just say hello. We'd love yeah. to hear from you. Yeah, that'd be great. All right. What else did we miss? The, the poll question of the day in the newsletter, the poll question of the day. And it actually goes back to the beginning of the show. Okay. Uh, we were talking about COVID and here's the question and it's in the, there's this story is actually in the newsletter mm-hmm. in the Lancet. They had an article there that suggested that COVID could have come from a U.S. lab and not a Wuhan lab. Yeah. And so I put put it out there to the folks. <laughs> what do you think? Mm-hmm. And so your, your options were, yes, it could be possible. No way came from Wuhan. It didn't come from a lab. It came from an animal. Hmm. There's no such thing as COVID or not sure. Okay. So... The idea, the possibility, this could have come from a U.S. lab. What do you think, Robert? You think that, uh, actually, you know what? I What? Actually, what? Think about that for just a couple of minutes here. Okay. You <laughs> want to come back to, to that? I uh, forgot that. to grab it. Hold that's on. That's okay. Well, I want to say, no say that based on an audience that's been with us for a while, they're going to be, yes, not only could it be possible, but you didn't give the other option that I would have said, yeah, it, we know it's from originally U.S. as well, because of the gain-of-function research studies that were done at UNC Chapel Hill that they then exported once they were told to stop. Rather than stopping, Fauci and the crew said, hey, let's export it to Wuhan, and that Chinese scientist took it right there from UNC into uh, China. So for me, it was like, if anybody's been paying attention, yeah, here. So but it's it almost kind it, of a trick answer then. It is a bit. Um, in a, a bit. way, because yeah. it, I, I suppose what you're saying then is that it originated in a u.s lab mm-hmm. but then are but you saying then, that it 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 was 
uh, perfected continued research out of Wuhan. In Wuhan yeah. Or... Correct. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's what I'm saying. Whatever this hmm. thing is. So, and I know that's not part of the easy answer to give you, but that's why I would say lend to yes could be possible because it's the closest thing to what we've determined in terms of gain of function studies that were in domestic and that were then exported because they were told you can no longer do it here. And Fauci says, well, let's just send it to China. They'll continue the work. And then there you go. Hmm. Well, so, yep, then that's where based it should on be. that, yep. I, you know, that's funny. I guess I did, I, for some reason, you I forgot was that, not didn't you? privy to that. That information. Oh, you weren't so. paying attention on those days. I guess. You were multitasking. But yeah, I mean, you was. keep the show or was, going. Or I was taking a nap, one or the other. Yeah. So No Way came from Wuhan was second place. Um, I love this, that almost 12% said there's no such thing as COVID. Uh, that's all right. Not sure, 2%. But yeah. About the yes 0% said... <laughs> it came from an animal. That's the best yeah. one, yeah. Yeah, that's good. Uh, overall, all right. very smart so, responses, I think. So, all right. Well, I learned something today. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, just to clarify, you're saying that it you believe yeah. that it originated here mm -hmm. in a lab, then was sent to China. Some version or variation of it, because they were they were doing gain of function research in the U.S. That's that's we yeah. know that that's not a yeah. mystery, and they were told to stop. And then Fauci goes, well, let's not stop. China scientists, whoever I forget her name, he's like took that research, went to Wuhan, and continued. And yeah. then it came out in China. Yeah, whatever it is. As because I said, that is know. kind of where the outbreak, at least the way right. it was reported, that's where where the outbreak yeah. started. Yep. Interesting. Okay. Mm -hmm. I was reading mm -hmm. another article this morning where they're saying that uh, uh, scientists have uh, been able to reverse engineer the, uh, what was it, the Spanish flu, I think? Oh, God, not again, really? This and is they're disappointed I call BS. because it's not as contagious as they thought it would be. Yeah, because they never they never found the cause of what they call <laughs> Spanish flu. This is where we yeah. get into those problems of yeah, we've definitely isolated it. We know what it was. We know what killed millions of people in 1918. That's yeah. bullshit. I mean, I'm sorry. That's where it just all falls apart, and yet you'll get distracted by variations of the isolation versus non-isolation thing, and distracted from the fact that it doesn't matter whether you've quote unquote isolated in your weird way. It's not the cause or else it would cause it in every case, just like polio. What did we say the other day? Polio, the virus that causes paralysis and everybody who encounters it except for 99.95% of the people. I'm like, how is that the cause? If over 99% of the people encounter, don't, nope, not, not, paraly not paralyzed, not a symptom, maybe a sniffle. Uh, this is why the crap that they injected into the brains of monkeys is not one thing. It's all kinds of things. And you inject crap into anything that's living. You're going to have problems. Paralysis might be the least of your worries, but that uh, death could be uh, more likely. So I, I continue to come back with that as my response, whether you believe in isolation or not. It's crap. The science is crap. The vaccines are crap, and they were derived from crap. So there you go. And today's word of the day? Um, crap. Oh, oh, crap. Yeah. All right. How about a question forgot. of the day? Did we not do a question of the day? Yeah, See, you never know what happens in the bonus round. It's just as good and important. From Bill, hi, guys. Is it necessary to take Pure Body Extra and IGF-1 every day? I'm trying to keep the expense down. What w Will the IGF-1 help a 70-year-old man with muscle mass? I'm 5 foot 10 tall and 160 pounds, very active. All right, so let's start there, right? We got the IGF-1. 
which is the uh, stuff we get from Neutronics. That's uh, keeps to life.shop. And I do four to six sprays a day when I go to the gym. Pretty simple. And it lasts a, a good long while. So it's not like it, it runs out immediately. Now, he's also talking about the, uh, where is where is that stuff? I don't have it in front of me. It's upstairs in the cabinet. We use it every day. Um, the 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 fulvic, uh, what, no, it's the, good Lord, Super Don, help me out here. I'm losing, there it is. You got it. Pure Body Extra. This is the zeolite, the clean zeolite, colloidal state zeolite that binds metals and helps to remove them. That's usually a six spray. Is that a four? No, that's a four spray a day. That lasts even longer, that, that little bottle. Yep, that's, that's amazing. That's a four. So, yeah, I mean, if you want to use it less, I think it's more important to use it more frequently initially. And as you get more toward maintenance, you can test out using a less once a day, once every other day and still see benefits, especially as Bill claims to be active. So I don't see a problem with that. If you need to stretch it out, you're still going to get benefit by it. Um, you know, you're not going for, uh, you know, a massive uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger look, I don't think. So you don't need to take it that frequently, but I do it once a day. And if you need to do it every other day, you're still going to get benefit because sometimes like I'll forget if I'm on a trip and I'm not in the regular workout routine because it's usually tied to my going to the gym and working out. And then I know this is what I take and it really pumps me up, so to speak. So that's good. Now, what was the second part of Bill's question? Can you put that back on the screen? I can. Thanks. Ah, there you go. Also, is ascorbic acid or ascorbate considered vitamin C or is it a lab made vitamin? I've heard it said that ascorbic acid and ascorbate is part of vitamin C and therefore not made in a lab. Okay, Bill. So this is a great question, and we've done shows on uh, vitamin C with Morley Robbins and with our friend, not a doc, um, and, and Chris Barr and others. And there are some in the community. Who was the vitamin guy we interviewed who said it's the same thing? No matter what you say, it's the same thing. That was a, um, we did a. Ooh, I can't remember his name. That was a while yeah. ago. And, and it's not the same thing, but yes, you can say that part of vitamin C is ascorbic acid, but the vast majority of ascorbic acid is, um, manufactured synthetically from GMO sugar, for instance, GMO corn and different things. So most of the vitamin C on the market is not really vitamin C and vitamin C is a much more complex compound. It's not one thing. It's a lot of things. And that's, and therefore the form of C, if you need to take a C or if you feel you do in addition to whatever you get from food, uh, the I think the mega food C is still the most whole food form of C outside of eating something that contains C as well. But ascorbic acid and the ascorbate form are all usually synthetic-derived derivations, and sometimes they'll throw in a little acerola cherry or something in there to mix with it because many people are convinced that you have to do grams of the stuff to get benefit, and I say that's vitamin C mo therapy. That's different. There are therapeutic uses for vitamin C that are allopathic medicine light that do have measurable benefits and not as harmful because it's water soluble and you're, you can you know, move it on out the system as well. But if I can achieve what they say you need grams of C to achieve with micrograms of selenium from a whole food source, that's where I'm going to go. So I still do uh, my innate response selenium every day. And yes, I'm doing the cardio miracle which has a little bit of selenium as well but therapeutically i'm taking the uh, innate response selenium to shore up the selenium that's not in the soils anymore to get to that level of 450 micrograms which is my target realistically i get 300 micrograms of the innate response selenium in a day that we get from jonathan at choose to be healthy.com 
And yes, I do my one glass, typically one glass of the hydrogen water, Yekka water, mixed with the Cardio Miracle every day to start. And some of you, like Super Don, do multiple cups of that a day and drink it throughout the day and have great benefit. And I am not going to dispute the need for that for, for Super D. And it's, it's been amazing. So uh, however you need to take it is how you need to take it. Let your body be your guide. So hopefully that helps, Bill. Um, and if you, you need me to do a follow-up, just send in another question of the day. I'm out of tea. There you go. I'm slurping it at this point. Ah, all right, what else we got? Next week is the uh, U.S. Health Freedom Congress. What day of the week am I flying out? Um, looks like Friday. No, uh, let's see. So I got to go back Thursday. to September. Thursday. So we need next week to pre-record with Jonathan to get uh, at least an hour of the show for Thursday done. Yep. And then Friday I'll be broadcasting live from the Congress in Minnesota. So maybe have a, 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 a cavalcade of guests to join me on that afternoon out of uh, the U.S. Health Freedom Congress. Come back on that Sunday so I won't miss a show next week. I don't think on the 26th. See, the 27th, 28th, I'm going to do the Weiner Wellness uh, morning session on the 28th of Wednesday, and then our AMA later in the day of the 28th of September. Uh, let's see, what else? Al Foreman show. We don't have a lot on the calendar, I think, because Kev's been in I Israel. That we don't have a lot of guests right now scheduled uh, for, the, for the rest of the month. So if you have a suggestion, let us yeah. know. Yep. Oh, wait, I have the somebody. Days, huh? Patty Pate Kenobi. Or is it Nobi? How do you pronounce it? Kenobi. Kenobi, that's awesome. Like Obi Wan. She's a Trinity graduate, and you've seen her in a lot of the. Uh, over we the have years played, yeah. She's, yeah. she's one of the. Uh, You'll recognize the her when we have her on. Yeah. We'll have to treat her like she's a celebrity. We all know her. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For reals. <laughs> all right. What else we got? I'm going to be doing on Saturday morning the uh, Morgellons group, the Morgellons Sufferers group. Our buddy. Uh, is gonna. He's invited me back to do a, a morning session with them. They are, uh, uh, let's see, 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern on Saturday. If you're not plugged into the Morgellons group, there's that's a great group there. And let's see. Oh, we got Amy Lapore coming up Monday. Yes, sir. And that was someone that Michael Bolden connected us with. Correct. Uh, it was a an article that was at the Tenth Amendment Center, um, mm -hmm. and she was the author. She is the vice chair of the Libertarian Party of Delaware. Yeah, and we loved her article. I thought it'd be great to yeah. get her on. She's she's thrilled. So, we're, and who's da David Nino Rodriguez? Nino's Corner. That's also coming up Monday. That's new. The nineteenth. Yeah. That's a new one. Okay, so I missed that. Clay Clark scheduled for Tuesday of next week, and we're opening with da Daniel Harner, PhD, on Tuesday. Daniel next Harner. Week. I just got the information on. Um, yeah. Some people refer to him as a psycho spiritual mentor. Oh. Therapist, healer, spiritual guide, uh, a wizard, dude. That Carl Jung two point cool. a researcher right. and explorer. Carl Jung, okay, not Jung Jung. Whatever. Well, whatever me. I can say Jung if I want to. <laughs> anyway, so uh, yeah, I'll just leave it at that. Uh, oh yeah. Just... So to wrap it up, in order to please our our buddy Murdochimus, we have some thankful oh, right. Thursday stories to hit, don't don't we? We do. Yeah. Do we do? I, I was just waiting for him to almost complain. Hey, 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 what I about know, me? Hey, hey, Murdoch, the health coach. 
I what do we got? Not, I did not forget you. We just had a lot to fit into that second hour. Yeah, we By the way, busy. there's the banner there for the uh, Give Send Go. Okay, it's right there for in the show Kevin's notes, wife. If you want to click on that. So, Thankful Thursday. We'll start off with a retired nurse that saved a baby who stopped breathing on a flight. From Pittsburgh to Orlando. Look at that. Uh, let's see. Just the spirit was flowing on Spirit Airlines that day. Last Thursday night, Tamara Panzino, retired nurse for more than 20 years. Um, they were they were looking for a doctor. The nurse was there. Three-month-old stopped breathing, and she started massaging the baby's chest and legs, and soon the baby started breathing again. Wonderful. That's you know that's the best of you know nurses and doctors when they do that stuff. Uh, that's beautiful. Right place at the right time. Yeah, so thank you. That's a thankful Thursday story, if there ever was one, for sure. And here's a doctor that really takes his, his job seriously. Okay, what is this story? Here's a doctor ditched his car. It was stuck in traffic and ran 45 minutes to perform surgery. Whoa, a gastroenterology surgeon, Dr. Govind Nandakumar. Is this in India or Bangalore? It must Where be. Is this yeah, I'm guessing it must be. He, he ditched his car in traffic. And he he, wrote, he he ran for 45 minutes. He, he had to be in shape to do that. I hope it wasn't just like removing somebody's gallbladder. Like it was. Here's the funny thing, though. In the process yeah. of realizing that he had to run to the hospital in order to do this important surgery, he mm. thought about filming himself on Instagram while he did it. Yeah. That's, <laughs> next, that's next generation. That's millennial or Gen Z. Something like that, yeah. But anyway, I mean, that, that uh, he knew. Apparently he knew. Mm-hmm. You know, the, it, he looked at his phone and it said it would take 30 to 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had like five to 10 minutes. And so, I mean, so he just, he did what he had to do. And wow. So, good on him. So he had to do a laparoscopic procedure. Again, I don't know what it was. But hey, you know, that's dedication. Uh, I'll yes. give him that. All right. Now, this we have is one a cool more. one. I love stories like this. So, yes. it turns out this guy. It looks like uh, you, Super Don, without the gray. Dude, yeah, I know. He's younger than me, I think. Yeah. But uh, anyway, he. Uh, this is in Canada, okay. apparently. He um, He's with the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. He's like Dudley Do Right. Uh, <laughs> RCMP. Okay. So. They. Um, or no, he, he lost. I guess I, 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 I'm just I'm just skimming here as I go along. He's not, but there was a person with them that were okay. uh, searching for this couple, Stephanie and Noel. Okay. And apparently they had found a ring, his wedding ring. This guy had lost the ring 17 years ago mm-hmm. while he was in a river uh, with his friends. Okay. And this guy found it 17 years later, uh, managed to locate him and his okay. wife. And got it to them just in time for their 20th wedding anniversary. Well, that's pretty wild. That ring had been missing for 17 years. So he, it fell out in a river, and somebody yeah. else found it in a river 20, yeah. 17 years later. Wow. Tracked him down and got it to him in time for their 20-year uh, anniversary. Dude, wouldn't you like that for your keys? Every time you lose your keys? Yeah, RCMP your sunglasses items, or something, right? Anything yeah. like that, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Good news story. So Thankful go. Thursdays, thanks to Murdoch. Murdochimus. Yes. Or Docimus. You know what I think I like we that. should do? Yeah. Here's an idea. Uh-huh. I think that we should encourage uh, Murdoch, yeah. now that he's kind of a celebrity, yeah. to join us mm-hmm. for Thankful Thursday and 
instead of having us tell the, the stories, he we'll let him do, do the Thankful Thursday stories. You think he'd do it? I don't know. I, would, I, think, I think it's a kind of a cool idea. Well, I don't know. It could be chicken. I mean, he is the, he is the originator of Thankful Thursday. That's true. Right? That's true, yeah. So we'll have to see what, what, he, what, what do people think about that. We'll get Murdoch on on Thursday, as, mm-hmm. as we are able to. Yeah. And he can host Thankful Thursday. Okay. On a lighter, sillier note, did you see that, uh, what is that show uh, based on the Karate Kid is back? Cobra Kai, season six? I don't even know. but Season five, I can't back. remember. And they brought back one of the villains, I guess, to be a friend. I, I don't know. They, they, the people that put that together really love the, that series, and they go to every detail, and they try to kind of tie it back. It's, it's pretty a good interesting show. how they did that. They set the stage for that. It is a good show. Yeah. Um, we haven't started why we've been talking about it. We haven't gotten around to it because I have to be like very picky about the shows that we watch because mm-hmm. time is, is a commodity. Yeah. Yeah. But um, eventually you can get to it. We are watching. What else are we watching? We're watching the spinoff of Game of Thrones called House of Dragons. Yeah, uh, we're watching that, and that's pretty good. Yeah, not Dragon Ball Z. It's not. No, I never got into that stuff. That was anime, and that anime, was like right? that was after that was like my stuff. <laughs> that's the kids, kids and watched. the grandkids. They're into. Yeah. It, yeah. Um. There is starting when in four days on the mm-hmm. I think it's the nineteenth, nineteenth, eighteenth, nineteenth. They are doing a reboot of a, of a, a show that was beloved to our generation. Oh Quantum yes, Leap. Quantum Leap. That was with Scott Bakula back in the day. Yes, it was. Remember that? I've yeah. watched the trailer. Have you seen the trailer? You sent it to me. It looked. It oh, looked I did. Good. Okay, good. Yeah. That looks good. And so I, I'm usually not a big fan of the 80s uh, reboots, but mm-hmm. this looks like they might do a good job with it. So if okay. you were a fan of Quantum Leap back in the 80s, um, that I think it's it's like NBC or CBS or something like that, and it's starting mm-hmm. on the 19th, which is what? Monday. Okay. So I will be checking that out. Like I said, just lighten it up a little bit too. All right, well, y'all, next week, remember, Minneapolis-St. Paul, join us. I'll be pouring Echo Water all weekend. Some of you might win some stuff. There'll be a lot of giveaways there at the uh, U.S. Health Freedom Congress. As a thanks to those who have joined us there and a thanks from those who support it. And um, links are up as well in the upcoming events tab at robertscottbell.com. As soon as I have uh, some kind of banner or promotional visual for the two lectures, public events at Chamberlain's Natural Health Store owned by Aikens out of Oklahoma, but this will be in Orlando, the 4th of October will be in Lake Mary, north of Orlando, that out, that store, the uh, Chamberlain's. I'll be doing a live uh, lecture at 7 o'clock Eastern time. The next day, if, if all goes well, we'll be live broadcasting from the, the East uh, Colonial store. And Jonathan Landsman says he'll join me for that, which will be fun. And then do another lecture 7 p.m. that night, the 5th of October, before heading over for the uh, big uh Wellness Parenting Revolution, Stu and Terry Warner. We still, we still got to get them or Susie Olson Corrigan on to talk more about that event before it happens. So that's someone okay. on the request side of things. So, All right. Well, that's all I've got. Tomorrow, gosh, man. Tomorrow's Friday. Mm-hmm. I don't think we have anything on the, on the, the, the uh, schedule. It's just you, me. Again? For tomorrow, so look out! Something last it's minute. crazy when that happens. 
Well, we'll see who wants to show up tomorrow on the show. Murdoch says he wants a poll created to see if uh, everybody wants Murdoch to do Thankful Thursday. You know they do, Murdoch. You don't need a poll. You know they do. He's just come on. He wants a little uh, attention. Yeah, he's just lacking in attention. That's all. Don't be a wuss. Yeah, just do it. Hiding in the shadows. What Come on, you know, shadows? you know, secretly Murdoch really does want to do it, but you know, just, he always he's the one he's instigated it. We so. just wants, we just thank you, Paul. Leslie. Great show today. Yeah, I thought it was great. It was so good to have Paul back on board, and uh, Jonathan's always intense in his love of freedom and his ability to navigate a lot of the the nasty stuff out there and 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 make a clear and concise message about what we need to be doing. So, thank you to Jonathan E. Mort as well. Thank you to y'all, all y'all, for sharing the show. We can't uh, get the word out without you. And uh, appreciate so much that you support us in every little bit of ways you can. And uh, with that, God willing, less than 22 hours from now, we'll be back on the air for our Friday edition of the Robert Scott Bell Show. All right. We'll see you guys tomorrow.